and welcome to a very special edition of WANK, the weekly AEW News Kick. This is our award ceremony that will be doubling as our New Year celebration, um, kicking off 2022 and uh, our second season, if you will. So, without further ado, let me introduce everybody one by one. The gang's all here, apart from Jack, whose idea this was, because he forgot and, you know, bailed out at the last minute. We are joined by the ravishing German, I don't know, I was trying to think of a name for you, but I can't. It's Patrick. Hello, Patrick. Jawohl, hallo. Uh, also with him is Husef, Hubert, Hugh. Greetings, hello. greetings. You should have said the ravishing Rhinelander. Oh, oh, uh, oh that's correct. Oh, that's correct. <laughs> I don't understand that reference. Um, also, our uh, sometimes editor, uh, not recently, get your shit together. It's uh, resident American James. Hello, James. What do you mean, not recently? You guys haven't recorded recently. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I don't record episodes, but James is fucking James. It's my fault. My You're God. not editing the episodes we don't record. And um, also, it is Liam with special guest Molly. Hello. Hello, Brummy Liam. You're right. How you doing? Right. How you doing? Your, uh, your lady friend's also with you. Hello. Hello, Molly. Hello, Molly. Well, Chris is not uh, filtering her out. That's good. Yeah, it knows it, it, it knows it's shit. Right, this is probably going to be a clusterfuck with so many of us, but um, let's let's see how it goes. Should we, uh, how was everybody? How was everyone's Christmas and New Year? Well, not New Year yet, but we're pretending it's New Year's Eve when it's like the day before. So, how was everyone's uh, Christmas? Fine, fine, I guess. <laughs> I was in Berlin. So mostly, I was like doing dark stuff. Yeah, I went to Germany, and Patrick stayed in Iceland. And he's German. Right? <laughs> it's because of the dog. <laughs> and because my parents live in Germany, but still. What breed is your dog? A Dalmatian. A fluffy uh, little puppy who is crazy ass. Well, it's not an Alsatian because, you know, history. Yeah. <laughs> Repeating itself and all that. <laughs> <laughs> no. He doesn't have, like, two small dots down here. That's good, so... <laughs> James, James, what was... what was what's everyone American... who couldn't see what I was doing the Hitler, what? you know. What does an American Christmas routine look like? Well, I went to, like, three different houses. Do you guys, like, shoot the turkey till it's cooked? No. <laughs> what? Yeah. You don't uh, fire the guns in the house. Yeah, we if go you're outside, outside the house, <laughs> go outside. It's a free right. That's what they do in the Bronx. Not I got a sweater. Too. Is that the one you're wearing right now? Yeah. Looks beautiful. Yeah. You, yeah, look more Iceland, you look more Icelandic than the two guys based in Iceland. Yeah, I got two wrestling shirts. Ah, uh, yes. Who got you those, yeah. I wonder? I don't know. They showed up at my door one day. <laughs> I bet he was sexy. It was me. Um, and li Liam, what did you get for Christmas? Uh, cake made of pot noodles and sorrow. Uh, well, off Molly, I got this lovely Adam Page t-shirt. Yeah, I will point out that me and you are the only ones wearing AEW shirts. I mean, mine's outdated because it's, it's an SCU one, but... I, I don't trust P P PWT anymore after the data breach, so... No, I placed yeah, a big order for me. It's still not here yet, so... <laughs> I, I don't own any AEW t-shirts. I only have NJPW ones for some reason. <laughs> I don't even watch it anymore. You could wear the mask. That's true. I could wear the mask, but yeah. Hipster. I'm trying to think what else I've got for Christmas. Uh, a blanket, a new bag, 
Uh, what else did you get me? I forgot. Oh, Galaxy Ripple Bars. Uh, laptop cooling pad. Laptop cooling pad. Oh, you needed one of those. Yes. Uh, Lovely stuff. After shave, I can't remember what else, but that's the gist of it. Right. So, shall we launch into our awards? As we go along, we'll probably Do we talk have a choice. About... Yes, you can all leave right now, and I'll just do it myself. No, no, it's 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 fine. I missed you. Missed you too. All right, let's go. Okay, so here's how it goes. All of us here uh, voted on. I mean, I explained this in our in our last episode, uh, special episode. But all of us here voted on, except Molly, because she's a woman and they don't have voting rights yet in the WNK universe. <laughs> no, anyway, everyone who was involved. So we're with almost the pod- like Switzerland. Okay. <laughs> everyone who was involved in the podcast in some way, including Jack, who has no showed. Um, it's pulled a uh, pulled an Alberto Del Rio. Um, we all uh, Wait, what? voted. He's, uh, started to hit Georgina. <laughs> this is how this is how this is how libel gets started. Are they now stuck uh, in a hotel room or? Wow. Well, now we know I, what Jack's up to. Actually, Alberto is uh, claiming that that didn't happen because the accuser didn't show up for court, and uh, now he's lying and saying he's been in contact with AEW when he obviously hasn't. But um, yeah, that good was old that Alberto. Came out today. Good old Bertie. Didn't he, like, threaten to heat a child into the ground or something? That yeah, probably. Probably. <laughs> he used to get drunk and threaten to be- beat people up a lot. I mean, we <laughs> all hate kids. wrong with eating children. Well, I was just about to say, we all hate kids, but, you know, you don't do it. Like, yeah. you no. think about it. Not you don't actually tell people you yeah. do it. He's you also actually like, spike them into the ground. He's also the world's <laughs> tallest Mexican. To. So, like, that's a big eating. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, this this is quickly getting off off the rails. Um, we all voted on it. We all prioritised our votes. Ranked voting system because we're not a first past the pope dictatorship. So um, yeah, let's get straight into it. We'll start off with the negative awards. So the first of our negative or anti awards, whatever you want to call them, is worst wrestler of the year, and the nominees are the Bunny, Luther, and Cutie Marshall. What do we reckon for this one? Ooh. Ooh. Bunny? I'm going to say Bunny. Bunny. I'd say the Bunny, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to say the Bunny. QT Marshall. QT Marshall from Liam. Okay. I mean, he will be showing up later, I guess, also in one of my other categories, but he definitely deserves it as well. What do you reckon, James? Uh, QT Marshall. Good. So it's two for the Bunny and two for QT Marshall. (laughs) And the winner is... Oh. It's Luther. His music is as terrible <laughs> as he is. Nobody oh, thinks. I didn't know that it was. <laughs> I had no idea that was his music. No way. I wish I knew. I wish I knew how to fade out. Yeah, I love how like we all voted on this, and like the majority nobody picked Luther, but on the actual voting form, it was actually very close. There was two first round votes for the Bunny, two first round votes for Luther, and two first round votes for Cutie Marshall. It came down to the second round where Luther won by a landslide. So he was actually the person who won last year as well. Yeah, so I know. Nobody has won this award other than Luther, which is really a testament to how Poor enduringly Luther. shit he is. Yeah. Poor death. So was it Japanese deathmatch legend Def- Luther? Japanese deathmatch legend Luther. <laughs> I'd say, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, Chris Jericho got him out of Canada somewhere, out of a crazy yeah. deathmatch dungeon or so. I don't know. Like that guy Hannibal who nearly broke the honky tonk man's yeah. arm. <laughs> Lee- Liam hasn't spoken much. Liam, do you, uh, do you agree Luther is the worst wrestler in AEW? Yeah, I mean, the only reason he's there is because he's a mate of Chris Jericho's. 
So Very true. if it wasn't you for know, that, I still not, wouldn't have heard of him. You know, Chris Jericho uh, wanted him to be leader of the Dark Order. Fucking hell. <laughs> what? Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he said it on a on his podcast or so and he said it Just said it like it. like it was a hundred percent good idea as well. Like he still hasn't like reconsidered that, that might have been terrible. So. Well you might as well I mean, have gone with have Vince McMahon being leader of the Dark Order. I mean I would just say love to say that. I will just speak for our absent member and Jack was very offended that Bunny got uh, nominated for this um, and he thinks she's done really well this year and improved quite a lot but uh, yeah I would have said QT Marshall he's the one I didn't want to see on my screen too much but yeah me neither no, he's, like, he's, not, he's not like he's not like terrible but like if, if I had to watch any of them Luther you know okay he, he deserves it because he's so bad that it's, it's like watching Sharknado do you know what I mean watching a Luther match <laughs> no, Sharknado is, like, is bad on purpose Sharknado is good though yeah, okay, it's right? like, okay, okay it's like watching the room it's like watching the room right like before he before before Tommy was out or whatever he's called became self aware and started making bad movies on purpose when he thought that was a good movie that's like what watching Luther matches is like he's so bad that I can appreciate how bad he is but like Hugh Marshall is just boring and like vanilla and no flavour to him but <laughs> anyway should we go on to the next one yes, let's please. do it so this next one is our last of our uh, negative awards and then we get on to the we get on to the good good times this is the what the fuck moment of the year and as it's an award for a moment I don't have any uh, music to announce the winner but I will announce the nominees and the nominees are Exploding barbed wire um, match ending. The, explo- the ending to the Revolution Exploding barbed wire match between John Moxley and uh, Kenny Omega. The ending to the Blood and Guts match between the Pinnacle and the Inner Circle. Cody Rhodes promo about race in America, aka Cody Rhodes solves racism. <laughs> and again, Cody Rhodes and Anthony Gogo weigh in, featuring Paul White and his his uh, epic battle with um, a weights machine. <laughs> and the ending to the Lucha Brothers versus FTR at full gear, which got very fucky. And the winner is drum roll. I don't have the sound effect. For that. Thank you. It's the exploding barbed wire death match. Of course yes, it is. Of course it is. <laughs> Of course it is. Course. It was. It was what much closer. It was much closer than you think it was, though. Actually, if we if we just counted first and second round votes um, and didn't like assign priority to them, um, they had equal votes um, between this and the Cody Rhodes promo. So um, that obviously people that's easily the second worst moment of the year. But the mm-hmm. you know unanimously the worst moment of the year was the exploding barbed wire death match. It, yeah, because yeah. it was bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, if it wasn't, it was a good match. It was just a weird moment, you know? But it's all we were ever going to think of when we think of that match, which is a real shame, because yeah. it was a good match. Yeah. yeah. I felt really bad for Eddie Kingston. I remember watching it and be like, Eddie Kingston just had to sell that. That's <laughs> what I mean. I wish they... sold it. Yeah. Oh, my God. They were so concerned that he'd been hurt exactly. by the sparklers. Yeah. That, that ruined it even more, because I felt a little bit insulted. Yeah. Like, yeah they yeah. were just trying to, like, I was gloss over it. If it uh, if it seems like I'm not coming to James a lot throughout this, it's because James is, James James started watching AW with blood and guts. So I will definitely come to him when there's stuff he can comment on. And that brings us on to our positive awards with positive-minded people. Hey, hey, so, can I just say something because of the WTF moment? Yep. What I also got in there was the um, yeah I don't even know what it was was a figure four or. Uh, 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 or Walls of Jericho, whatever Cody did on top figure of four. his figure four on top of his truck to QT Marshall 
as a submission move. This was for me like one of the weirdest moments in the year. Yeah, yeah. because, because why, <laughs> yeah. why is it more effective, effective on a truck than it is on yeah. the floor, right? Yeah. 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 It just fucked is. You fucked the old choker a bit. Like, they've done it in the past as well, I think. There was two women in WWE that done it. I can't remember, but one of them just done the a submission on the announce table. Nice. Like, <laughs> even like put them through the table. They just done the move on the table and then walked off. Nice. Well, it's here, uh, Trish Stratus and whoever was it. I think it was Trish Stratus with I don't know whom, but yeah. It might be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's probably happened more than once in WWE. Let's reveal. But it's uh, just one. Yeah. yeah, Patrick. Apparently, not enough people agreed with you to make the nominees. Ah. I mean, it was. It was. It wasn't great, but there were some. Uh, some shitty moments this year and that's how we know we're not uh, not the cultists that the WWE marks say we are because we have negative awards so um, so the inverse of that Facts. the the uh, <laughs> good the good crazy moment of the year not the bad crazy moment of the year is the holy shit moment of the year I remind you that last year this award went to uh, Sting's debut Sting's debut was, was last year's winner Wait, so that was last year <laughs> yeah right <laughs> this okay. year's already so the nominees for this year are Kenta attacks John Moxley opening the forbidden door CM Punk debuts at the first dance returning to wrestling after a seven year hiatus Adam Cole and Brian Danielson debut at the end of All In All Out sorry even All In that's a throwback and Hangman Adam Page finally wins the world heavyweight title after after about two years of build so and the winner is of course it is CM Punk returning to wrestling after seven years Um, again this one was very close this one was a similar situation from the last one that we counted on votes alone because uh Adam Cole and Brian Danielson, I suppose, because it was two of them, you know. Um, so a lot of people, you know, a few people did vote for uh, Adam Cole and Brian Danielson as the number one moment. But in the end, it was CM Punk that prevailed. Who wants to talk about CM Punk's return? I'd like to. I'd like James to talk about it because he's way younger than we are. What what fond memory do you have on CM Punk? Like, what do you think about it? I think because we are a little older and we have a little more nostalgia about him. James is a baby. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> James, so, so James, you're 19, right? Yeah. 19, did I get that right? Yeah. So you were not even legally allowed 20. to drink in this country. That's just like, <laughs> where are I we in the world? 20. You said you were 19. Oh, you're, mind 20, 20. <laughs> yeah, you're 20. Yeah, you're 20. Yeah, see, see, and this shit brought, brought it that uh, uh, Marty Skrull is now not the leader of the Dark Order. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, you, uh, so you're 20 now, do you say? Yeah. You just, okay, you've turned 20. So you're what? Congratulations like, <laughs> on your day. <laughs> just, he just now turned 20. Like, like between those two sentences. <laughs> Some people turn pregnant in that moment, but you can also then turn 20. <laughs> so you were between 12 and 13 when CM Punk wrestling, so left wrestling. So you didn't watch, do you not watch WWE back then? I, I, the last time I think I watched WWE, I was six. Nice. Okay, so, so was CM Punk in it then? Yeah. I don't. That would be 2000 and what, eight? Yeah. It was when uh, he debuted, I, I think. I think he would have been around that he was time, in, but he, he was, was in like ECW back then. Yeah, yeah, so you wouldn't have seen it on like Raw or SmackDown yeah, or nothing. Because I had SmackDown vs. Raw 2008, and I think that's the first one he was playable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had it on the Wii, it was horrible. So as someone who is fairly new to Punk, um, what is your reaction to people treating him like this sort of like wrestling god and like a messiah when he comes out? Do you, do you still, do you get the energy? You know, do you feel the energy I, or? I, I feel that energy. 
I get it 100%. He is a god. I don't know why this is a question. <laughs> you saw, well, you saw him live, didn't you? What was that? Yeah, you went to I did in- see him live. He didn't wrestle yeah. at all that event, but we still had him come out. That was that was actually very cool because he wasn't yeah. um, he wasn't on the card for either um, Dynamite or Rampage, so he didn't have to show up. But he came out afterwards to uh, cut a promo. Yeah. yeah, so people went a bit mental. I'm assuming. Yeah. Not yeah, as much yeah. as Ruby, but that's because Ruby's from Indiana. Yeah, and she gave like quite an impassioned speech to yeah. about being from there. <laughs> anyway. Indiana who? Indiana Jones? Okay. That was, that was terrible. That, that was Hilarious terrible. Really I bet, bad, I bet, just, you know. I bet <laughs> he's never heard that before. Indiana, <laughs> <Yeah>, wow. <laughs> Next up is our award for... This is a brand new award this year, and I think it was quite merited given the year we've had. It's the award for Forbidden Door Moment of the Year. Now, this award doesn't necessarily have to... This moment doesn't necessarily have to have taken place on AEW television. It doesn't even have to have involved an AEW wrestler. You know, if you thought that Finn Juice winning the titles and Impact was the best moment, then, it, you know, you could have voted for it. But um, we have we have got the vote. So it, but essentially, it's for any it moment where uh, it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> Spoiler alert: that's not the one that wins. It's not even nominated. I didn't. It just for it. wasn't. Was it? <laughs> you know? um, so yeah, it's any moment that involves one wrestler from one company showing up on uh, another promotion. So the nominees are. NJPW's Kenta attacks AEW's John Moxley at Beach Break. TJPW's Maki Ito insists on finishing her entrance uh, song despite the fact the match has already started on AEW Dynamite. AEW's John Moxley confronts GCW's Nick Gage at GCW R Spring Break. NJPW's Jay White confronts AEW's The Elite at Impact Slammiversary. NJPW's Minoru Suzuki confronts AEW's John Moxley at AEW All Out. And NJPW's Minoru Suzuki versus Brian Danielson on AEW's Brian Danielson on AEW Rampage. And the winner is, don't have a song for this one again, so I need one of your patented drum rolls, Patrick. It is AEW's John Moxley confronts GCW's Nick Gage yes. at GCW R Spring Break. Yes. So I know James is very disappointed about this. He wanted Makito, but uh, <laughs> she did very well. She, that was second. That was yeah. second place. Yeah, I mean, definitely. And if we look at if we look at how many nominees are in that that six uh, is category. the most. Yeah. <laughs> Everything must have got two votes. <laughs> All right. You know, like so. So <laughs> Ke- Ke- so Kenta attacking uh, John Moxley, Makito finishing a song, and uh, Moxley confronting Gage. All got two votes each in the first round of voting, and then it went to the second round of voting, where um, uh, Mox confronting Gage got yeah. three votes. So yeah, um, that was awesome. We you. Uh, me, Hugh, and Patrick all watched that, I believe. Or well, Patrick just joined for the main event, but you saw the yeah, moment. We watched, yeah, we watched it on a f- yeah. On fight. Uh, yeah, spring break. It was great. It was. Um, yeah, it was, that was just break, so right? mental because yeah. it was obviously Kenta attacking Moxley was big as well. But Moxley is it was a huge star in American promotion appearing on another American promotion. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So and and especially a promotion that I mean I love GCW, but you would say is lesser than AEW in terms of like exposure and, and you know budget. Height, yeah. Budget. Yeah. yeah. The fact that this this guy John Moxley, who's like the, mm. you know he's the biggest star in wrestling last year, mm. um, is is in GCW. It was surreal. Do you know what I mean? It was also Especially. like that main event match was we talked about it on this podcast that was like a really brutal 
Oh and yeah, um, exhausting to watch match. Nick Gage versus Ricky Shane Page yeah. for sure. Yeah, it was. Oh, that was violent. So while we're on the topic, we might as well talk about the fact that GCW are running the Hammerstein Ballroom um, in January uh, next year, well next month. Um, I think it's going to be a huge year for them. Honestly, I think it's going to be massive. They've already got the Briscoes there with the titles. Um, yeah. I think they're going to really take off. The problem is no one's going to sign them to a network deal. <laughs> because no, they're, no, nope. they're cutting initials into people's backs with yeah. <laughs> broken broken glass so yeah. um, but then they seem to I don't know they seem to be doing alright with yeah. all I think you, nowadays you don't need to have like a TV deal when you have like eye pay-per-view so but this is the thing I think I think there is a ceiling though I don't think they're ever going to get like a million plus viewers no on an eye pay-per-view um, or on an internet product at all so I do think there is there is. I mean there's a reason they're still signing cable deals WWE and still getting paid no. so much for even though their viewership's declining they're making all-time <laughs> revenue from their TV deals because you know it's still worth a lot of money so um, but, but, I do but th- like back when ECW went out of business part of the reason they went out of business was because they got too successful and they couldn't afford to run their own show anymore yeah. so maybe GCW yeah, staying in the fast. right space for yeah. themselves yeah. who knows yeah. you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> Liam what's your thoughts on GCW uh, I mean every time I've watched it with you I've always been entertained I know you think half the time I don't watch it with you and I just talk shite but... I mean it's objectively true but go on <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's besides the point uh, you know I do enjoy watching it it's like I said it, a crowd gives you that old school ECW feel and the violence does as well in some parts. Admittedly, you know, like I said, I think, like I said, I don't think they'll ever get bigger than what they are at the minute. I do think they've hit their ceiling. Like I don't, which it's, there's no issue with that because they're big now. It's not like a, some small underground promotion, but I don't see them progressing any further than what they are. And, you know, that's fine. That's absolutely fine. I have to disagree that I think they've hit their ceiling. I think they might hit their ceiling in 2022, but I think they've. I think obviously with the fact that they're running a show at the Hammerstein Ballroom, that's an obvious progression to where they have been this year. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So I think it's going to get. I mean, Progress did a show at Wembley. I mean, not the big Wembley, the smaller Wembley, but that was that was huge at the time. Arena so, not Stadium. Yeah, yeah, but that was huge. Huge. No one thought it was like ten thousand people. No one thought that was going to happen. So you know, yeah. I, 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 I've seen a music event at Arena. It's pretty big. Yeah, like, it's pretty impressive to do that as an independent company, you know. Like, so I'm um, well, it's the biggest British independent British show in mm. like fifty years or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. Back from uh, you know Big Daddy and Giant Haystacks time. So, um, <laughs> just look oh, at you acting like you remember that. What are you talking about? Oh, I was those there. were the days. I was there. <laughs> those were the days back mate, in the sixties. Mate, it was Work Great City. <laughs> Two fat Work Great running City. into each other really slowly. It was brilliant. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, okay, show this, of we? the year. Show of the year. So this is um, any pay-per-view or special Dynamite, or even a regular Dynamite and Rampage, if you thought it was that good, that um, that you think was show of the year. Did we have this last year? I can't remember if we did have this last year. Probably. Yeah, maybe. I think, it's, I think it must have I been. Think so. I can't, I can't I think you at least had pay-per-view of the year last year, at least. Yeah. You must Probably be. revolution, I assume. I don't know. Uh, yeah, definitely. I can't remember what happened this year and last year, so I don't know. <laughs> so in general, the nominees, not only wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> the nominees for this year are Double or Nothing, All Out, Grand Slam, and Full Gear. And I'm gonna need a drum roll again, Patrick. The winner is All Out. Yeah, yeah. All Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
that was uh, landslide that was one of our first winners that was um, everyone voted for all out except for James who I believe <laughs> voted for full gear because it's the only one he's seen <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey I saw Wait, blood and guts saw, saw blood, blood and guts, guts. well yeah, full gear was better than that so mm. <laughs> full gear was better than that I mean yeah. it made it made the nominees but all out Oh man, and it, I don't think there was any match at all out I would have given like full, like a 10 out of 10 to. It was just so cumulatively good. There was a lot of like eight nines, and then, you know, obviously all the debuts you had, you know, Suzuki and Ruby Soho, and, um, and uh, obviously Cole and Danielson at the end. I mean, I think it, I think it got up to like number. I don't know, like seven or something on the. It's. it's uh, last time I checked, it was above WrestleMania 17 on Cage Match in terms of reception. So, yeah, it, was, it's, it went down pretty well. No one else has anything to say. Okay, which no, 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 just. <laughs> I think All Out is just All Out was great. So, yeah. Like it, it's one of the biggest wrestling shows, like in general, in the last years. Yeah, so. it's, it was fantastic. Yeah, was, yeah. Just, everything was perfect, and then the yeah, ending just blew everything good. off, blew the roof off. Like it was already great, and then. Adam Cole came. I think I was more surprised about Adam Cole than Brian Danielson, yeah, to be yeah, honest. Exactly, so. exactly. Yeah, exactly. It was the it was like the fake out, wasn't it? Because because yeah. everyone would expect people were already chanting yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and then Adam Cole's music hit, and people just went fucking nuts because it was a surprise. So, yeah, yeah, um, exactly. And please you know, don't that, undervalue what Kenny Omega was saying. First of all, there's no one on this planet, no one alive. Everyone is dead. And then he came out, and then he also said the goodbye, good night. Everyone's like, oh, that's so perfect. And then Brian Danielson came Brian out. Brian beat him up. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> It was so, also like CM Punk on. was obviously this major moment this year, but both CM Punk and uh, Brian Danielson for me were like, I'll believe it when they're in the ring. When I yeah, see them yeah. in the ring, I'll believe it. And then Adam that, Cole comes out after Brian Danielson's been in the ring, and I go, well, well bloody no, hell. Well, no, bro, Adam <laughs> Cole came out first. Oh, yeah, sorry, you were around. Yeah, sorry. That's yeah. It. But then I was just like, oh, wow, that's, it's just, it's packed. It's a packed show. And yeah, all, of the, all of the wrestling with the guys who weren't there by surprise was fantastic. So Because yeah. he could have, you know, Tony Khan could have eked it out and put it on, you know, Dynamite or whatever, but the Madman yeah. did two debuts in, like, five <laughs> minutes. You know? so yeah, right. Like, because he could have yeah, yeah. literally paid Adam Cole for a month and then just not had him come in for like a... a he could... He, it would, there was, there's a good reason to do that in a way. <laughs> you know, like just have him show up at the very end of the month. But ah, I like the way they did it. It was great. You know, it was excellent. Is there anyone else you have that uh, falls into that I'll believe it when they're in a room like category that hasn't went to AW yet? No, I, I mean, no, I mean, after I think <laughs> Chris Benoit, I was going to say Ultimate Warrior, actually, but I, you knew I was going to say someone dead, Liam. Um. I did, yeah. <laughs> after, after CM Punk and Danielson, I, I, anything's possible except The Rock, you know? Yeah. <laughs> maybe The Rock. Oh, John, I, would I mean, never John believe Cena, maybe, as well. John Cena. Yeah. The Rock, John Cena, Roman Reigns. If they were rumoured to be coming to AEW, I'd be like, nah, bullshit. I'll believe it when I see it. Maybe okay. Randy Orton as well. Um, Shawn Michaels, he's Mr. WWE. Mm. He literally, ne- even in the nineties, he never wrestled for WCW. So, I mean, if we want to do retired guys, there's a whole list. Undertaker's yeah. never come to AEW. So. No, that's true. That's true. Yeah, but Shawn Michaels is even worse at retiring than the Undertaker. I mean, like- they all might. They all might end up showing up on AEW if WWE sells to Disney and then gets dissolved. You know, and AEW's the only North American, only North American product out there. You know, it's like how WCW guys have shown up on on. You know, so you could see the big WWE guys showing up. Then where else are they going to fucking go? So- I try to think. Is there is there one like 
who is a free agent now. I can't think of any who's a free agent now who I'd be like, oh, I believe it when I say it. But <laughs> there probably is. I just can't think of it now. You know. <laughs> Next up, we have our Commentator of the Year award. Now, this was open to anyone who had been on commentary, you know, over like five times, a handful of times. So we actually had a lot of people on the shortlist for this, like Mark Henry, Ricky Stark, Paul, Paul White, uh, CM Punk. None of them made it to the final three, <laughs> but uh, our final three nominees are Excalibur, Taz, and Tony Schiavone. Can I get a drum roll, Patrick? The winner is Excalibur. Of course it's Excalibur. Of course it's Excalibur. With uh, Taz in second place. Poor Jim Ross not making, not making the final three. Do we all agree with Excalibur? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. I love JR, but he's not the best commentator right now. No, he used to be. He used to be absolutely. Yeah, he used gold. to be the king of of um, play by play. But you know, and I feel I feel bad that he didn't even get a pity nomination in this. But you know, we don't I mean, we don't give out participation medals here on WA. Like, I mean, there's quite a few I'd put before JR. Even not like on AEW, I think for so. sure. You know. Jericho well maybe not Jericho 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 is a bit extra with this commentary which mm. is funny because it shows that Mike's skills doesn't always translate that well to commentary yeah that's because Jer- Jericho is a bit too animated on, on commentary I think but. yeah like I, you know even outside of AEW I'd put someone like Matt Stryker ahead of you yeah. I, 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 I love Mike Stiker, Matt Stryker to be fair Mike so. Stiker <laughs> Mike Stiker he's <laughs> Mike Tyson Stiker. and Mike, Matt Stryker's mate <laughs> Mike Stiker uh-huh. Well done to Excalibur. So next up, we have Gimmick of the Year. So our nominees... Oh, oh, last year. Last year, this was won by Abaddon for her Living living Dead Girl gimmick. And this year, the nominees are Dan Lambert for being Jim Cornette. Um, I've, I've officially got the name of the gimmick down as Old School Fanatic. Old School Wrestling Fanatic. Nero as God's Favourite Champion. And Orange Cassidy for the King of Sloth Style. And the winner is... Oh, what? Ooh. It's Miro. Miro for God's Favourite Champion. Gimmick of the year. Do we all agree with that? Or I heard heard uh, you do a bit of an ooh. Did you well, want that number? No, I wanted Orange Cassidy, and you know I wanted Orange Cassidy. <laughs> I think Orange I think Cassidy the, would win every award if I was behind this. <laughs> I think the thing with Orange Cassidy is, I think two, if we did awards in 2019, I think that would have been his year. Like for the arse end of 2019, when AEW came on television, he was so over then. But like, he's got like a con- consistent gimmick rather than, you know, I think for a gimmick of the year award, it's always going to be something new that catches your attention rather than an ongoing gimmick that wins it, to be honest. Like how Abaddon did last year, you know, she showed up and like, what the fuck is up with that face makeup? That's horrific in a good way. No, you know, that's true. So. I would say Orange Cassidy, yeah, he's been doing Orange Cassidy for a while now. Um, maybe I'm I'm just staying, I'm staying with him. Staying true. But like, it's true that like, as the more, the more his gimmick is in the ring, the more exposed it kind of becomes. Maybe. Well, well, that's interesting I, it is I don't you want know. it to change it I don't want it to change no, it but I, I, but I know what you mean but you know I, I could understand why it wouldn't you know people wouldn't be voting for it Liam how do you feel about Miro winning gimmick of the year because you're uh, a Miro, big Miro fan of Miro yes I do rate him um, I, you know I think he's brilliant I think now that he's gone past the I love video games phase he's a lot better 
game. Arguably, he went from the worst gimmick of because yeah. I would say I would that would have been one of my worst gimmicks of 2020 to the best gimmick of 2021 with God's favorite champion. Um, I mean, yeah. the man's literally in a rivalry with God right now. Like, I mean, he, he <laughs> and his wife. Clinch, <laughs> very wrestled since Octoberish time, but he is fil- he is filming some role in a movie as well, and he's obviously also working injured, so. Yeah. That does make sense, but I'm interested to see what they do when they come back, because obviously they teased this thing, I think it was on Rampage and on Dynamite, that he hates God now, and he's angry with God <laughs> for making him lose the title or something like well, that. That's why I so, said he's in a feud with God. Yeah. <laughs> I James. mean... <laughs> Just come to James being mad with God makes sense. Come to James for two reasons. One, because this is actually something he can talk about because he's seen a bit of this God's favourite champion Miro gimmick. And two, because he's American. So I'm, you know, I'm wondering how a feud with God goes down in America. <laughs> Seeing as he's like the number one face in America. The number one baby face God is. <laughs> but, I mean, what about I like Miro's gimmick. <laughs> You like Miro? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm, I'm I really interested. I feel with God, too. I feel God, too. <laughs> oh, that was good. Um, but no, I, I'm interested to see where, where it goes with it, to be honest. It's one of the ones that's most intriguing. That and the stuff they're doing with Cody right now, where he's like this meta, meta heel, are like the two things in AEW that are intriguing me most right now. So The next award is for the Talker of the Year. Now, last year's winner of this was Eddie Kingston. Um, and he's got himself another nomination this year so the nominees are CM Punk Dan Lambert again and nominated for another award Eddie Kingston and MJF what do we think of these nominees first before I announce the winner it's a, it's a tight category isn't it I think that's pretty tight I mean they're all great most of them are good wrestlers yeah. as well it's, they're, 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 good, they're good all around yeah like you can you can make a case for all of them which Okay, yeah, it shows how tight it is. Like whoever wins, it's justified. Is there anyone so, in? There's anyone that's not in there you think should have been in there? Talker of the year. Talk. Yeah. No, I think that's oh. pretty covered. <laughs> like CM, yeah, CM Punk, Dan Lambert, Eddie Kingston, Jeff. Yeah, who? I can't think of anyone off the top of my head. To be honest. I think Pac's I mean, a really Kenny, good talker. Yeah, Pac. Kenny is also a great talker, but... Uh, yeah, the only one I can think of is Don Callis. Yeah, Don Callis. I was just about to say Don Callis. I voted for Don Callis, but not enough other wait, people did. Wait, so. is Jericho in there? <laughs> Jericho's not in there, so Jericho's Arguably, a Jericho well. is one of the best talkers, but maybe yeah. not this but year. Do you, think, do you think Don Callis or Jericho had a chance of beating any of these guys, though? CM not Punk, really. Dan Lambert, Eddie Kingston, really. MJF. No. I don't know, but well, then one of the best CM Punk rivalries was Jericho and Punk. And it yeah. was all about the fact they were both yeah. great talkers. So you know. Well, I'm right now Punk and MJF. So you know, mm. obviously, good good talkers make good yeah. rivalries. And I mean, the, I mean, to be fair, I think the, the thing as well is when because obviously with Callis being away, I think Dan Lambert's kind of replaced that role of dickhead heel who can talk, yeah. who doesn't like how things are now. Yeah. So I think and that's win- why Don Callis hasn't really got highly like a lot of well recency bias as well because he was away for so long recently you know recently but I think he had a great year and like I said I did I did nominate him but he didn't make the final nominations and the winner is (laughs) (laughs) it's MJF what do we think of that I think it's deserved deserved. yeah Yeah. it's very deserved 
it's deserved, but I think the thing with MJF is, is I shouldn't be like bitching about him at all because he'll just whip into my forehead on Twitter. But I'm I mean, he's one stop. He's got that, quite a big forehead. He's <laughs> head like a thumb. I feel it's not. I don't think his cameras are overrated, but I think they get more love than what they would because sometimes he just goes for the. I'm gonna say something that's a little bit offensive route to try to get more heat. Like you'll mention Helen Keller. Let's um, <laughs> Luger being in a wheelchair and shit like that. But I think, so I, think I think that's, that bumps him up a little bit. I think that's less. I, I think that's overlooking though. The I think you're fo- that's to focus too much on the content of his promos. But I think the delivery of his promos and how he never misses a beat and he never stumbles over his words as well. I think that's also what makes him great to me. I don't know about anyone else. I, I think he does. He does deliver them very well. Mm. I've ne- I, I don't think I've ever heard him make a mistake on the mic. I don't think I've ever heard him trip over his words. Yep. Yeah, like, he's, he's uh, quite composed. I, I, this happens. shouldn't be a review of <clears throat> of last uh, of of the current uh, Dynamite episode. Maybe all of us didn't see it yet, but they were also like such a great segment in it again with him, with uh, Wardlow. Yeah. With, yeah, that was uh, great. Yeah, that was yeah, just yeah, great. Yeah. I was laughing my ass off, but it's, it's going to lead to a really good feud. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, James, do you like MJF? Well, I mean, no one likes MJF, but do you love I mean, to hate MJF? I do love to hate MJF. I also look at his Twitter because he insults children a lot. <laughs> uh, he's, I mean, oh, he did, didn't he? He had that signing where he like flipped off a child and the child cried. Just like stuck his middle finger in this kid's face. And so, kid... so wait, is James old enough that MJF doesn't insult him anymore? Um, <laughs> no, no, yeah, James Jeff insults everybody. Yeah, I'm sure he had some choice. I'm sure he had some choice things to say in Indiana if he came out. Did you, oh, is that someone you saw he, live on Jeff or was he? No, he didn't show up. I was I was waiting oh. for him to insult Indiana. Uh, he's an East Coast Jewish elite. He's not going to Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> like, won't make won't make out alive. Yeah. <laughs> not sure we coming around here, but I know it's not in the South, is it? It's Midwest, but same thing in, in my mind. Definitely the same thing. No. It is. That's a Shows how much we know about people. <laughs> Shows how much we know about American geography here. <laughs> Next yeah. up, we have High Flyer of the Year Award. Last year, this was won by Ray Phoenix. Uh, and the nominees this year are Dante Martin, Jungle Boy, Ray Phoenix again, and Sammy Guevara. Do we like this? Do we like the sound of this? Of course we do. Come on. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Dante Martin. It's not the last time he'll be nominated. Yeah. <laughs> so. well, he's, it was not the last time he'll be nominated in, in this, this award show either because he'd be nominated for Rookie of the Year Mm -hmm. so and the winner is It's Dante Martin. I just, I just, yeah, I really like. He needs better better music. (laughs) Yeah. And now we're going for a ride. Yeah, well, it's top flight old music, so he needs his own music. Though I think for when Darius is out. Yeah, Um, yeah, that's true. But he's great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dante Martin's fantastic. So. Yeah, <laughs> right. What's happened to his brother? Oh, he's, he's very injured. Yeah, Darius is extra <laughs> oh, injured. Yeah. I think <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's he's bottom flight right now. Oh, oh. That's he's, he's, he's economy class right now. <laughs> Low flyer. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, no, yeah, I mean, it's pretty outstanding the year he's had. Like I said, he's he's nominated for, uh, you know, as if our awards mean anything, but they do. Let's pretend they do. Um, he's, mm-hmm. he's, you know, getting a nomination for Rookie of the Year and also also for High Flyer of the Year, I mean, and winning it against these guys who are tenured wrestlers. I mean, Ray Phoenix, who won it last year. Ray right. Phoenix had quite a, quite a fall from grace in our um, our awards this year. He only got one first, first choice nomination, and so he was, I believe, third out of all four of these. Um, uh, Sammy Guevara coming second so what do we think of that I mean Hugh and Patrick are both very big fans of the Lucha Rubbers but do you, yes we um, are what do we think of Ray Phoenix is it is it just the fact that he's now not showing as as, as, as many new things as he did last year potentially I, yeah no I think there's a certain amount of him just being less fresh yeah yeah and you know, also um, I don't know if he if he won it every year we'd think that this was a yeah. boring rewards show and also whether yeah, or not that's fair yeah <laughs> you know? maybe that and also Dante Martin was something fresh and he was also showing nice moves and maybe that's the thing like also uh, uh, he's part of the Lucha Brothers still so they're also showing high-flying combo moves there which are also great so yeah I also think yeah. like, if you come with Dante Martin like him and his his bravos obviously been injured for ages now yeah. But they're, they, they're kind of like coming in as rookies, almost. They're almost kind of, compared to at least the Lucha Brothers. They, have a, so, like, they, they feel a lot newer, a lot fresher, so that's part of it. And they are both really good athletes, but we've just seen Dante in the ring a lot more because Darius is injured. And he's just really good, you know? Uh, and he's, you know, he's like 23 or whatever. I don't know how old he actually is, but he's pretty young. He's just a really good wrestler. than that, but... It's just, you know, it's the way he moves. Do you know what I mean? The way he yeah. moves, moves through the air is very unique compared to what we've seen before and well, like, is different to Ray Phoenix. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, and I suppose that's what we're seeing something we haven't seen before. And it's, while Ray Phoenix might show us something new or a slight variation on something old every every match, so we might see something new out of him every match with Dante Martin. It's, it's just, you know, because it's a completely new guy, it's more radically different than stuff we've seen before from Phoenix, you know? That's, so. that's for sure. I also yeah. think, like, I, I've been a fan of, like, that kind of high-risk, high-flying stuff. You know, I was a big Jeff Hardy fan. I was a big Paul London fan, as you guys know. Uh, but I, <laughs> well, I love that kind of you stuff. You never talk about him. No. <laughs> just, just quick question, quick question. James, do you know who Paul London is? Nope, no, no idea. No, no one does. Don't worry. No one. No, no. It's, it's not. It's not. It's not no, new. It's, it's just, great. Yeah. So. But like, I loved. I loved. I loved like uh, the high flyers back in the nineties. And I'd say even like five years later, high flyers are a lot smoother, a lot more acrobatic. Five years after that, they just get more acrobatic. By about well, like the t- by the time like Lucha Underground's on TV, you're seeing like this really kind of liquid kind of style from people like uh, Jack Evans, and now we just that keeps going. We get someone like Dante Martin. He's just moves in a, just a different way. Where are we going to be in ten years with High Flying Man? Like like the uh, I mean it's a different wrestler, but like Pac, the uh, the uh, Black Arrow, the Falcon Arrow. We wouldn't have really imagined a move like that ten years ago, <laughs> yeah. like whenever he started. And now he's got this ridiculous move, and he does it right every time. You know, I remember, you know? I remember when I remember. I think the first like six thirty or something. I don't know what it is. I'd ever seen was a really grainy footage of Jack Evans. Yeah. In like in like 
2005 or something like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And there was he that was the only only footage you could find of someone doing shit like that. Yeah. And it was like it was like this is as good as it'll ever get. And it was like it was like this this is as crazy as it'll ever get. And now you know you're getting 720s and fucking you're like you say to that 1080 breaker. splash. Yeah. <laughs> Tony Hawk comes in. 1080 yeah. splash. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Tony Hawk gets a 900 out his board and just like <laughs> dies because he's about 60 now. <laughs> but like it's definitely like there's definitely that, to me that that is a genuine feel that over time high flying wrestling's just gotten more and more smooth and liquid and like I love Jeff Hardy but he does look kind of slow compared to Jack Evans who you know like, that's yeah. the thing even back when he was younger you know he does look kind of slower than those guys you but, just like Jack Evans because your hair looks the same mm-hmm. yeah well we're both <laughs> the kind of person you might ask to, if they know where to get some drugs yeah he actually did get like blackmailed by cops in Mexico recently yeah, or, like exactly, kid, yeah, kidnapped yeah. or something like that it was crazy. Yeah, I used to, I used to not be able to go into a nightclub I don't even like nightclubs but everyone would call to me and go hey where'd you get E and I'd be like I'm not on E right? <laughs> I, just, I just look like it okay Jesus <laughs> I just look like I'm on drugs <laughs> yeah do they know Next up is the award, is the Brody Lee Award for Brawler of the Year. Last year, this award was shared between Eddie Kingston and John Moxley. No, no, no. Brody Lee was nominated last year, but with such heartless bastards, we didn't didn't even give him the award that he's named after. That's named after him. We're going to have to give Um, him a Lifetime Achievement Award in 10 years. Exactly, (laughs) because just out of guilt. But he gets gets his name on the award. So the nominees are Eddie Kingston again. John Moxley again and Miro so do we, do we agree with this for brawler I mean it's sometimes hard to define a brawler but I think it's someone who sells violence as as realistic do you know what I mean it's someone who yeah because I'm know. not sure if I would have put Miro down as a brawler but he, he is yeah I was thinking that but I also think of him as kind of like a powerhouse like old school 80s kind of wrestler yeah. in yeah. a way <laughs> like, you know give me two things yeah, I suppose yeah. you know because be Bulgarian say, and Russian if you work for WWE yeah. uh, <laughs> very true well, shall we see who's won it mm-hmm. I mean there's a 2 out of 3 chance someone will have won the award two, 2 years in a row so let's see and the winner is it's Eddie Kingston Edward <laughs> Kingstonian Edward Kingstonian yeah it is, that isn't of course to me to be honest after that match with Punk uh, you know that I mean that's a brawl do you know what I mean like you know like I said sometimes it's hard to define what a brawler is you look at Eddie Kingston versus CM Punk hey that was a brawl <laughs> like that that was a brawl also, I would also say this time last year I struggled to care about Eddie Kingston and this whole year I thought Eddie Kingston's been brilliant He's, he's nominated. Like, he's got so many nominations in this. Yeah, this year. And we, he's we just love been him fantastic all year. Like he really yeah. has, you know. So, like, J- uh, I guess the other thing with a brawler, like, mm-hmm. oh, just with his character, he is the guy who, when they come in backstage and and they throw at him, he just starts a fight. And you think, well, of course he does that. He's Eddie Kingston. <laughs> but like, that sort of makes sense with everything he does in the ring, the whole way he acts. He does it all perfectly this year. I think. But anyway, he's so authentic. I mean, That's what. Yeah. I was just going to say Eddie Kingston's the perfect person to win this because he literally looks like the type of person that would smash up a betting shop for his accumulator losing Uh, (laughs) I don't think you can say that about any of the others well we've seen um, we've uh 
I forgot where I was going to go with that. Oh yeah, his uh, his article in the Players Tribune um, yeah. obviously went viral this year. So I think that's one of the reasons people really gravitate towards Eddie. I think it's the same very authentic. Do you know what I mean? The- so they're like I remember in the Nick Gage not to get off on a tangent and stop talking about Eddie too much but in the Nick Gage Dark Side of the Ring John Moxley said you know that intense that's who he is all the time and that's kind of the vibe I get from Eddie Kingston as well is the fact that like he's being really real do you know what I mean he's you know to use a cliche putting his heart on his sleeve and I think that's and it's not, not necessarily anything to do with being a brawler but I do think that's why people gravitate towards him he just happens to be very good at making probably because he's experienced it for real he's very good at making violence look real do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, and making very vi- making it look very, very violent. So, you know, who says beating up kids in juvie will get you nowhere? <laughs> 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 it, will, it, will, it will teach you how to make violence look real and then you can make a living out of it. So, who says cutting your kid's ho- head open with a scalpel will get you nowhere? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was New Jack. Sorry, I mixed them up. Well, uh, <laughs> next up, we have the award for Technical Wrestler of the Year. This is an exciting one. So, our nominees are Brian Danielson, uh, Daniel Garcia, Kenny Omega, and Serena Deeb repping the women, getting a uh, getting some female representation in the Unisex Award. What do we think about this category? Anyone can chime in. Technical <laughs> wrestler. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. These are the obvi- obvious ones. You yeah. Know, like mm. this, yeah. Well, tie they, they tie their enemies up in knots. So they're great yeah. at it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, speaking they of rookie pretzels, they make me exactly. They make pretzels. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the best. That's the best description of it. To be fair. Um, complicated so, hugging. Complicated <laughs> hugging. So um, yeah, no. Uh, Liam, I want to come to you because uh, we were talking about uh, rookies who've been nominated for a main award as well as the Rookie of the Year award, and Daniel Garcia it joins that club with, with uh, Dante Martin. I know you're a big fan. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, if you've ever spoke to me about wrestling or AEW, I'll just tell you how much I think Daniel Garcia is absolutely brilliant. I'm not going to be that dickhead who says he's the next Kurt Angle or the next whatever, because you know I don't think that's a bit much. But yeah. every time I watch him, I'm just more and more impressed. And I think AEW are with how they're presenting him and how they're, you know, some of the results he's had as well. But I think with Daniel Garcia, I know Brian Danielson mentioned he wants to have his own group of people in AEW at some point. And I think 100% that he is the perfect, like, mentor for Daniel Garcia. Mm-hmm. Without fail. For sure. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I was going to say something else. But, oh, yeah, that was it. Last year's winner. Last year's winner was Kenny Omega. So he has a, a nomination this year. So is he going to win it two years in a row? Let's see. And the winner is... I don't, I don't need the drum roll because I've got the oh, music. But oh, thank you very on. much. You're going to get your fucking head kicked in indeed. It annoys me that people don't yeah. chant that. Um, they've, 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 <laughs> he's trying to get them to chant it so bad. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I think it speaks volumes about how Brian Danielson is probably easily the greatest technical wrestler in the world. The fact that we were also, something I've noticed through this nomination process, we were also reluctant to nominate him for other awards. Like, he didn't make Male Wrestler of the Year, for example. No. Probably because of how short a time he's been in AEW. Mm-hmm. But you couldn't not nominate him and you couldn't not award him Technical Wrestler of the Year because nah, he's, no, just, it's impossible. He's, just, he's just the best, you know, the best in the world, arguably. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you've uh, uh, James, you've seen a lot of uh, Brian Danielson. Has his matches impressed you? Because you know he's obviously come in around the yeah. time you started watching. So yeah, yeah, that's very cool. When I when I well, I watched him in person because he, he did. had a match in. It. Who was he facing? Was, uh, I can't remember, but they lost. <laughs> <laughs> Damn fucking right they did. Got their heads kicked in. Um, I'll have to go back and check that at some point. But yeah, no, yeah. he's 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 very, very, very good. Um, just mad that he's still in. I mean, what, what do you think 2022 holds for Brian Danielson? Do you think we'll see him in the G1 or do you think we'll see him in New Japan? Anyone want to chime in on that? I hope so, but I I don't think so because uh, Japan is very strict on the uh, COVID. Yeah, COVID and entering the country thing. I think this mm-hmm. is also reason why we don't see so much NJPW talent right now at AW. Um, yeah, I think the COVID is, is just just fucking that up. Do you think Do you think that's why they we don't see it even when they're in the same country? Because obviously Okada came over to do Battle in the Valley, and that was like the night before. Like that Wasn't was the, the night. Same night? Was, it was the same night as All Out, yeah. but it was like the night. Yeah, we were people are expecting to see him on on um, Dynamite, and it's like he was in the country for it. He could have easily appeared on Dynamite, but he didn't. And do you think that's because they don't want to come to a place, you know, the NJPW don't want to send their talent into a building uh, for a company, AEW, who don't have a vaccination policy right now? Like, they don't... Oh, they have, but it, it depends on the state and the... Uh and the arena is what they always have to go with. Yeah, so, yeah, true. But as a, a, as a company, WWE. <laughs> for sure. But as a company, AEW don't. I, th- I think they still got unvaccinated people. I think they don't have a do policy. That, no, yeah, no. Yeah. If, if you're unvaccinated, then you need to do a test. They, they are the the company which has like the most reliable test. This is what why they were able to do it. They have the blood tests, where where you have the uh, uh, result within 15 minutes. So for sure, this is but- why yeah. We talk about, but we talk about NGPW being so strict with it. Do yeah, you think, okay, that's uh, true. Do you think, that's do you true. think AEW not actually having a policy, or that everyone has to be? I mean, do you I think mean, Suzuki it? was also there, so I think I think it was more like because maybe they just don't want to give it away just straight from the beginning. Maybe it's just the gonna let it wait Minoru Suzuki having, he was there for quite some weeks and we we're like okay that's great and I think just just give us a little bit of it every time not too much at once especially not Okada and if Ibushi just shows up one day uh, come on then everyone goes nuts probably. I will say I think the Suzuki situation is a little different than um, you know other ones just because Suzuki had like a, a North American tour and he's he's yeah. kind of taken an extended hiatus from NJPW whereas Okada was just if Okada had shown up at AEW he would have gone to AEW and then he would have just gone straight back to Japan straight back into NJPW you know so he's, I think he's quite co- prolific at touring as well isn't he 
Like Suzuki uh, does a lot of going away for a bit. Been, been on GCW. He was on DDT recently with yeah. um, Chris Brooks and Makita. I really need to watch that match because apparently it was great and made the sidebar of squared circles. Oh, nice, nice. To be a DDT show that makes a sidebar of squared circle, you know, when it's mainly, you know, it's not as as mainstream as other ones. It must have been a good match. Oh no, so. it's it's clearly the best company in the world. But <laughs> I mean, no arguments here. It's uh, up there. Them and TJPW. They're like, company, uh, like I kind of maybe I'm wrong I kind of think of Suzuki as a bit of a you know a guy who shows up everywhere he goes and does Rev Pro sometimes I believe well he has done you know He's champion there yeah <laughs> yeah like he, do, he does stuff all over the place he's I, I don't know and but we may, do- maybe he's a special case but then Kota for a long time never specifically signed of NJPW didn't he so yeah. it wouldn't be and he hasn't been showing up as many places so who knows <laughs> Well, his arm's broken right now, but <laughs> um, we digress. Uh, his Brian arm's Anderson. always broken. He's, what, he, his neck's always broken. Um, you're telling no me Kota wouldn't He's... wrestle with a broken arm? The guy's insane. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, Brian Danielson, you heard it here first, officially, best technical wrestler in the world. Although, James has know, disappeared. If, if Zack Sabre Jr. was if Zack Sabre Jr. was was uh, in the mix, then we might. Oh, I, re- I mean, them two have to have a match before. They do. Uh, King of the Vegans. Before. Yeah, King of the Vegans. Except, except Daniel Bryan occasionally eats meat now. Uh, yeah, should get into eating insects. They're very high in protein and they, they don't have, they they don't have feelings. So. And they get advertised on Instagram now. So there you go. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's weird. I was literally showing that to Molly yesterday. Uh, right, quick question: Would everyone here eat like? I don't know, a bowl of crickets, for example. I've eaten yeah. a scorpion on a stick. I, I, yeah, I've I, eaten I, crickets, I, like roasted, like with with a uh, 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 seasoning on it. Like it, it tastes yeah. like crisps. It just yeah, I'd eat yeah. them with seasoning. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Yeah, uh, I'd eat with seasoning. I wouldn't eat them. I wouldn't eat them like plain. But I'd eat them with like some yeah. cheese it, it dust or something. In the tourist parts of Beijing, you can buy uh, scorpion and uh, beetle on a stick. It's not actually that common of food in China, but they'll sell it to tourists and I've had it. <laughs> I'm not sure I'd do beetle, but I would do crickets for sure. Would you do scorpion? That's yeah. got a stinger. I might do scorpion. Yeah. I, can, I can imagine. Nah, I, I did scorpion. It was fine. It's not nice. I'll be honest. It's too big. Yeah. The cricket's nice yeah. and small. <laughs> yeah. Cricket, I mean, you just pop in your mouth, and it's I'll... like you know you don't have to think about what you're eating. But if you're buying anyway. a chunk out of a scorpion, it's We've like got plenty of B-roll for our spin-off about eating stuff. Uh. <laughs> no, I just wanted to hear what Liam was about to say. <laughs> nah, no, no, well, it's fine. Yeah, here's he another question. Yeah. Basically, at the German market by me, they do ostrich burgers. Has anyone ever had it? What's it like? Yeah. Or would you have it? I, I've had Obviously, emu. It's a bit indifferent for you. It's no. just like a greasier chicken burger, ostrich burger. It just feels weird, it. but then again, like, I I've eat other cr- animals. So I eat Wait, you said they had it at the German market? Yeah, it was a uh, German, German market. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it must it's have been German. <laughs> I can't, all, all, those, all those ostriches roaming wild in Berlin. <laughs> yeah, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we have a lot of farmland, which is not used, so maybe they're roaming around there. I don't know. <laughs> Just driving down the what's the what's the fast road in uh in germany called the the autobahn you just see some ostriches like pelting down like (laughs) 90 miles an hour keeping up with your car (laughs) fucking ostriches again (laughs) yeah yeah well we all know that ostriches are from austria so that must be you know that's why they call it that obviously so it's true it's true migrated over the border (laughs) yeah yeah they got past the mountains (laughs) uh next up is our award for 
faction of the year a new award this year because there's about fucking 20 factions in AEW but we <laughs> managed to narrow it down to four that we thought had been the best this year so regrettably the wingmen didn't make it but uh, <laughs> these groups of four or more did so it, our nominees are the Dark Order the Elite the Inner Circle and the Pinnacle no point even talking about this one because we know who's going to win this one but I'll play the music yeah we know <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought Dark Order was going to win. <laughs> Were you that one vote for Dark Order? Because I'm Probably. looking at the results. I'm Probably. looking at the results now. Five for the Elite in the first round, one for the Dark Order. What? Sorry, Dark Order were fantastic all year. Yeah, Dark Order came second. They were almost everyone else's. I mean, one person voted the Inner Circle as second place. Oh, no. One person voted the Inner Circle. One person voted the Pinnacle. Everyone else, they got four second round votes. So, um, you know, if we're counting... If we're counting first and second round votes as equal, um, they would have both got five votes each. But yeah, Dark, Dark Order were a very close second. Oof. But um, the Elite, the, the Elite were first. I mean, I mean that makes sense. But you know, it, it's mean, not called everywhere. all Dark Order wrestling, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I think if we had this award last year. It would have been the Inner Circle, but they have really fallen off big time. And and the Pinnacle yeah. also, like they introduced the Pinnacle, and then they just the Inner Circle and the Pinnacle. They both acted like neither of them are really factions. So they just got loose, absolutely. Loose, they got absolutely Pinnacle white keep having matches yeah. with Matt Hardy's mates and their team. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's so strange, especially seeing as the Inner Circle. They had, um, they had that that Stadium Stampede too where if they lost they break up as a, as a team they, they can't have a team together again and they won but now they're just voluntarily not teaming together ever again yeah <laughs> so just like, in this Dy- Dynamite yeah. episode there was an attack and J- Chris Jericho came out like a minute after the attack wait isn't Chris like, Daniels having a rivalry with a uh, thingy well, Chris <laughs> Daniels was yeah a, sorry, sorry I just got on that <laughs> Chris Hat I was talking Chris, Chris Jericho yeah Chris, Chris Jericho sorry. no yeah sorry don't worry so um, many Chris's. It's all right. It's all right. Hugh's just embracing the spirit and getting drunk. Uh, uh, Jack yeah, suggested. Really. Jack suggested we get drunk on the podcast, and then you didn't show up. So uh-huh. I've, I've got I've got a beer on the go. Yeah. Liam doesn't James, drink, and James is not allowed to. And James country. legally cannot. <laughs> we just learned that today. Apparently, you can't drink in your own home under the age of twenty-one mm-hmm. in America. Is that? That's crazy. Listen, so you can, I showed you the screenshot. You can drink from five yeah. years old. Yeah, you're five right year old. Yeah, but the UK, the UK is a horribly depressing place. <laughs> <laughs> it shouldn't be that depressing. Everyone's drunk. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, now you know why, mate. This <laughs> <laughs> is raining all the time. You've got to, you know. What's the you, most- hit, you hit five and you have an existential crisis, and you're like, hold on. I'll get the I'll get the whiskey out. What's the most depressing American place, James? Oh, it's got to be Florida, isn't it? Like up in the. Sorry, I know you asked James, but <laughs> jump the gun. Depressing. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Detroit. Detroit. Okay. Oh, Detroit. Yes. Well, I come from Scunthorpe, and I'm pretty sure that's the Detroit of England. So, <laughs> I mean, North North Florida is pretty bad, isn't it? Like away from Disneyland and Miami well, think, and all that shit. I think in a well, literal uh, in a literal medical sense, it's probably Alaska. <laughs> Like hey, because of the darkness. Alaska's cool. Yeah, I know, but it's uh, like here. The, the, the weather tries this to. This place keep... is still cool. Yeah, like we it's... love it here, but it tries to give us <laughs> suicidal thoughts every winter. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> mostly a people don't survive here, so. Yeah, oh, yeah we got a question, James. Yep. Yes, uh, right. Well, over here in England, as you may remember before you fucked off, yeah, to the lovely Iceland. Uh, some of the McDonald's over here have bouncers on the door. You may know them as bodyguards. Do you have them in America as well, or is it just England that's fucked over here? <laughs> yeah, the one There's in King's no Cross used to have McDonald's. one. Oh yeah. 
I've never seen a fast food restaurant with a bouncer on the wall. I think that's a Birmingham I've thing. Never, I don't think no, that's... Mate, I've never no, seen no, it. No, we, the we, one we, in Macclesfield has one. Well. <laughs> one in Cardiff has one. Uh, King's Cross. Yeah. The one near King's Cross Station has one. Well, cities then. Cities, has cities in the north. Yeah, cities I mean, in the north. to be north. fair, Tom, you live in cows. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's hey. a pretty small place. <laughs> there's, 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 there's... There's there's a gang here called the called the East Cows Massive. <laughs> the East Cows Massive. I grew up in Barton on Humber, and there was a gang there called the Market Crew because <laughs> they hung out in the marketplace. <laughs> I once saw spray paint that said "fuck the yotties," and the yotties oh. were spelt wrong. Uh, <laughs> Patrick Patrick might have seen this. Uh, around here, there's someone who graffitis. There's like a gang or just a guy who graffitis his thing and it says beige boys. Beige boys? Ooh, <laughs> beige boys. Uh, I, honestly, of that that uh, spray painting thing, I also saw uh, like exactly the same handwriting somewhere else, spray painted fuck the chavs. So I think someone was just trying to start a gang war between chavs and yacht owners. <laughs> like, yeah. Just trying to stoke a war and make yeah, girls more interesting. He's trying to sell the weapons to both sides. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, well, the yachties are obviously winning that. They're loaded. Yeah, they're probably also... they probably more likely to own guns as well. Exactly. <laughs> Fuck around and find out with the with the yachties. Um, <laughs> next up is... Oh, well, a continuation from Faction of the Year. Arguably a little bit more prestigious because, you know, it's more concentrated. The Tag Team of the Year. Last year, this award went to FTR. Let's see the nominees this year. It is FTR... Jurassic Express, Lucha Brothers, and the Young Bucks are the nominees. Which way could this go? <laughs> Indeed. Um, <laughs> I will actually say that this is a dead tie, okay? So Ooh, the, what? And a dead tie across three rounds of voting. So, Ooh. yep. So in the tie? first. Is she dead? Yeah. <laughs> the first time the first um i think it was sammy um the hey. first, um, it, was, hey. it was pam it was pam the first the first, the first we're, we're all going to hell the first round they both got three each the second round they both got one each and the third round they both got two each so like we took it all the way down to the third round of voting and nothing between them so our joint winners for tag team of the year are It's Lucha Brothers and Young Bucks. Nice. I mean, if that if that match it all out with the uh, in the steel cage proved anything, it's that they are the two best teams in in uh, AEW. In the world. Surely in the world, yeah. yeah. Fuck it, in the world. Mm-hmm. We all yeah. happy with that? Yeah. Or, or the James, James still have to go show up. So James doesn't James like it in the world. I think. Yeah, James the in the world part. No. He's American. No, no, he's not the best. World poker or whatever. Best bros. Best bros, Choco bro, pro, um, Balianaki and Mesa Ruga. They no. is is a good shout. No, no. <laughs> I've no. not seen it, but no, 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 no. 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 Well, whilst we're talking about tag teams, can we all be in agreement that 
FTR have the greatest wrestling theme on the planet at the minute. Oh, I fucking no. hate it. No, it's two eighties. I hate it. Yeah. No, it's fucking <laughs> I brilliant. The, I don't care. I think the pinnacle. I think the pinnacle. Brilliant. I think the pinnacle's music is boss, and I think that's eighties in a good way. I think FTR's music is eighties in a bad way. I think it's like Baywatch bad. I know Baywatch is good. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I know. Baywatch is pretty nineties too. It's like, it's like Hasselhoff, Hasselhoff B sides. Sorry, Patrick. <laughs> to apologise to Patrick the German for insulting David Hasselhoff oh yeah, that's a good point <laughs> that is his, one of his religions <laughs> but yeah um, Jurassic Express though um, I, they... I voted for them I think as number one I no, think I'm looking at the results well honestly we, vote, we voted like last year I think I can't remember I can't we remember like <laughs> three weeks ago here mm. <laughs> yeah that's the same thing Tom <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Jurassic Express have been absolutely fantastic this year and they deserve the nomination. But uh, yeah, ultimately, uh, the honours are shared between Penta, Phoenix and the Jackson brothers. To be fair, I'm, I'm a huge Lucha Mark. I probably voted them number one. You did. Yeah. <laughs> Next up is our award. Oh, we're getting to very big awards now. Match of the year. Match of the year. Match of the year. And the nominees are... Moti. Moti. Ma- nominees for Moti. Uh, Dr. Britt Baker D&D versus Thunder Rosa Lights Out match at St. Paddy's Day Slam Young, Br- Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers in a steel cage match at All Out Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson at uh, Grand Slam Brian Danielson versus Minoru Suzuki on Rampage and Kenny Omega versus Hangman Adam Page at Full Gear little bit surprised there's no Kenny Omega versus um, versus Ray Phoenix but other than that that's that's a solid five matches wouldn't you say that's a very solid five matches mm, can't really call it but uh, oh no music so I'm going to need Patrick's drum roll that's what you get paid for um, it is Nothing. Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson at Grand Slam yes please of course it is yes is that yes. what we expected yes uh, or, or Hackman Page yeah, well actually <laughs> Young Bucks versus Lucha Brothers were runner up yeah, oh, there you go. yeah, yeah. that was a great match yeah. so there were a lot of good matches I, this I think, year I think wrestling uh, was good this yeah? year <laughs> yeah and then Kenny, I think, Kenny I think Hangman, Hangman Kenny was third place good, to be honest but uh, yeah he got, got third. Okay. But yeah. But it was just emotional, not technically good, so. Mm. And then uh Rosa Rosa Brick got fourth and then um our uh our, our mate poor uh Brian Danielson Minoru Suzuki. That was great. I think that, that, that was came great match. anyway. I mean oh, it got it made, it made nomi- yeah, it made the nomination, so no, no. Um, but yeah, ultimately the best in the world versus the best in the world. Um with yeah. apologies to CM Punk one. Um is there any surprise really? No. I will say this is Kenny Omega's <laughs> second time winning match of the year in two for two. Uh, last year was the was Kenny Omega and Hangman Page versus the Young Bucks at Revolution. Well, he is the best bout machine, to be fair. He is the best bout machine. I mean, he's killed himself this year, hasn't he, pretty much? Yeah, for, yeah for pretty much. Month, so. The last love, three years, as it turns out, right? Yeah. Mm. I love that chiropractor video. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a man's putting him back together. <laughs> Will we get... I mean... Is 2022 too soon to get the rematch seeing as this went for a time limit draw? Do you think we're going to be waiting for like 2023 for this match? Or no. Maybe. Considering Maybe it's this Kenny return Ame- match, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> considering Kenny Omega is still getting like soldered back together right now. Yeah. It really depends on Kenny, I guess. But, uh, yeah. Uh, there's, I mean, there's plenty of other things to do with Hangman, like the upcoming 
Brian Danielson match. So if we can wait. Is, we can wait for Kenny, but if this match is the only match Kenny Omega and Brian Danielson ever had, will you be satisfied with the draw? Given yes. the quality of the match, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 I. I. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it was a good match. <laughs> <laughs> Next up is our award for most improved wrestler. Last year, this was this was segregated by sex, which we don't do anymore because it's outdated. But except mm-hmm. for the main award, we still segregate that. Yeah. But um, uh, it was <laughs> last 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 year. Our most improved female was Britt Baker, and our most improved male was jointly won as a tag team by uh, Butcher and the Blade, which they've they've let us all down by not appearing this year. But Butcher has mm. had valid reasons for that, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he's been busy selling meat. <laughs> That's not one of your best. No, um, the, no, nominees, it's not. the nominees this year. Are, oh, so I should make clear that most improved doesn't necessarily mean they're terrible. They could have been terrible and now they're good. They could have been good now they're great. They could have been great now they're world class. It's simply the award for the biggest gulf in quality between where they were last year and where they are this year. So the nominees are Jungle Boy, Chris Statlander, Red Velvet. And Stu Grayson. Ooh. Some what a lineup. Uh, some people who have definitely improved there. Most def, yeah. But the winner is. How come only me and Tom dance? What's going on? I not in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so is gotta, this, is this Jungle Boy or Lucha of Swords? <laughs> <laughs> did I read out Lucha Swords' name? It's Jungle Boy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you did. Did you not? No. no. Jungle, Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy, Chris Statlander, Red Velvet, and Stu Grayson. I uh, Chris Statlander. Chris Statlander is now Jungle Boy. You just, just said Jungle Boy, Chris Statlander. <laughs> Jungle Boy. Ju- these were the nominees. Jungle, Jungle Boy. Now. Come Jungle, on, Chris Statlander. Ju- Jungle, okay. Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy won. And uh, okay. Yeah. Um, I, I think I think it was Stu Grayson personally. I think he was robbed. Mm. But no, no. Actually, well. Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy is world class now. I'd go as far as say yeah. he's one of the top five wrestlers in in AEW now. He's insanely he's good. Yeah, he he does deserve it. Um, James, you're a big fan of Jungle Boy, aren't you? Yes. Well, you I mean, him- my dad is more than I am. Your dad's a fan of Jungle Boy. What's that about? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe, it's, the, maybe, maybe it's the 80s uh, song. Yeah, right. Or the Beverly Hills 90201 uh, nostalgia. Yeah, his, his, dad was, his dad was Luke Perry. So. That's some 80s I can get behind. Yeah. Is it 90s? Uh, no, I just mean his, uh, his song. Uh, theme song. Ah, okay. It's way yeah. better than FTRs. But, and and uh, James, can you now tell him the difference between him and Griff Garrison? Or is it still tricky? Kevin <laughs> Griff I do it based off the outfit now. One doesn't have a shirt half the time. Jungle Boy has the hotter girlfriend. Sorry, he's just—he's given up like telling the difference between them. But I'm mean, gonna have to go on outfit. Like they are physically on outfit. Yeah. Same person. Who the, who the fuck is Griff Garrison? Um, yeah, no, all of those, all of those have had much better years. Chris Statlander obviously came back in. Are we allowed to say this about women in 2021? In a lot better shape, um, and uh, you know she had that great return in the probably the the highlight of a poor feud um, with the whole arcade anarchy match. Yeah, that was but she, really came, good. she came out of a claw machine. It was great. Exactly, it was brilliant. Um, and, and she caused for like a, like a, a imprint of. Uh, 
it was like a Penelope Ford's face on the yeah. <laughs> on the glass. <laughs> so hard, oh. she, she she smashed it so hard into her face. That's yeah, crazy. I think that was a brilliant unplanned moment. Maker. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Chris, uh, Red Velvet. I think that was Liam's contribution. Red Velvet. I love, it. I love Red Velvet yeah. this year. I think she's been great. Yeah. Think Red Velvet's improved a lot this year, Liam, or do you do you agree that Jungle Boy deserves it, or would you like to see someone else? I'll be honest, I don't, I don't think I put Red Velvet. I mean, you did put Red Velvet. Velvet. I, I, don't, I, I say I can't remember whether I did or not. I mean, I think Molly might have picked that on my behalf. Oh, uh, Molly. Yeah, yeah. She's what does Molly like about Red Velvet? What do you like about Red Velvet? Because I don't really watch any of the matches. I find it boring. <laughs> well someone fucking voted for us number one it might have been me I love Red Velvet well, but I don't I, think it I was just me. asked Molly and she's just glared at me and said she's just very basically she fucking goes for it and that's why she picked her She's really she, enthusiastic. She, she, she's like a golden retriever trying to get a ball. <laughs> well, I, I, I think she's still very green, but I have to agree with Molly there that she tries very hard. <laughs> Stu Grayson for me, um, you know, very, very underrated as as far as improved wrestlers go. He's he's fantastic. That match, he, that um, Dark Order versus Elite match. Um, Stu Grayson was a standout for that for me before he got carried off into the into the crowd by Doc Gallows, but. Um, I'm actually a little bit upset that that didn't uh, get nominated for um, Holy Shit Moment of the Year there at the Dark Order's entrance during that match oh, yeah. because I, not, yeah. I nominated it but maybe other people weren't thinking about entrances so much so I will say I will say I really like Red Velvet and I am upset with Liam's dislike of Red Velvet <laughs> I'm upset that she made the I don't, I don't the them it's just I don't care about them enough to notice they've improved like, is she non-binary yeah, now? No, thing. she's not non-binary. <laughs> I think she goes, but is she? I'm trying to think. I've watched. I'm wrong. It's not like I don't watch them. I've watched a few matches, like the one where it was. Liam's just decided her, she's her, non-binary. Her, <laughs> I think the, the, the one where it was her and Cody versus Shaq and. Well, Jake, Jake, was that, yeah, but like that was a great was, match. Was that this year? No, that was, was last that year. Was, I think. I don't remember to be honest. I, know, I, I think was, it was. Yeah, I think it might have been this year. I was I think it on the, been like January. I was on the pod after it happened, is what I remember, because <laughs> I was all for it. Because I was like, oh, I love Jade Cargill and Red Velvet now. <laughs> yeah, if you're on the pod, then it was yeah. this year. We didn't do Ooh. the pod. Uh, oh no. Wait, did we? No. No one yeah. remembers what happened the last yeah. two years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or is or is like very late. Yeah, I think it was this year. It would have been this year. Uh, might have been New Year's match even one of the one of the nights. No, I think it was January. Should I Google it? Oh, I've got time to go. Go ahead and Google I'm, it. I'm, I'm saying January. Right. What, what are we talking about? I just yawned. Me, Shaq, and... Uh, it ah. was in. Right. Must have can been I this get year. A, can I get a drum roll, please? Yes. <laughs> it was on the 3rd of March, 2021. Oh, wow. 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 Molly schooled me there. So Molly was right. Molly was right. Well, undermine me on my own podcast. Thank you, Molly. Next up, we have we have the Rookie of the Year, formerly known as Breakthrough Male and Breakthrough Female. This too has been consolidated. Last year, the winners were Anna J um, for Female Breakthrough yeah. of the Year and Stu Gra- uh, not Stu Grayson, sorry, um, John Silver. So for, I'm trying to make male. Stu Grayson win things. <laughs> <laughs> but this year is Rookie of the Year. There was a lot of um, lot of things to qualify people for Rookie of the Year. They had to have um, made their breakthrough to dynamite either at the arse end of last year like december um or uh or during this year um under a certain age etc etc you know no previous no big previous experience in other promotions anyway we narrowed it down and the nominees are 
Daniel Garcia, Dante Martin, Jade Cargill, the Varsity Blondes as a team, and Wheelie Utah. What do we think of that? As our rookies. Oh, yeah, it's good. <laughs> See, I, I, I didn't know literally anything about Wheelie Utah. Is he like genuinely a rookie? Because I know obviously he got signed from the Indies, so I don't know I mean, whether he's like an, an indie veteran, quote unquote, and he's been wrestling. Right, but is, is Brian Pilmer Jr. a rookie? Because I mean, he's indie, one of the varsity you know, blondes, you know. It, it, you know, indie indie wrestlers are fine. It's just, I, for instance, two point weren't eligible for this because one, they'd been in WWE, and two, they're about forty. So you know, mm, but um, Lee, they're also Lee, shit. Lee Moriarty no, was Lee Moriarty was eligible for this, but didn't make it through. I I voted for him, but he didn't make it through to the final nominees, even though he's quite big on GCW. See what I mean? You know, if they're young and they're from the Indies or from or they they were appearing on Dark, you know, and they just made their breakthrough to Dynamite, you know, that's the winner. Anyway, the winner is. Again, it's brilliant music again. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations to two-time winner, the first person winning two awards, I think, in this uh, Dante Martin, Rookie of the Year, as well as High Flyer of the Year. What do we make of that? Oh, he's great, so obviously. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, uh, Daniel Garcia's biggest fan. Uh, Liam, do you disagree with that? Uh, I'm going to be honest, you know, like, yeah, as well, is he could have a match with a broom, and I'd find it brilliant. So, Who's this? You know, uh, Dante Martin. Yeah. Like, he, he could he could have a match with a broom and cut force a broom to do a 450 splash and, yeah. you know, I'd, I'd pop for it and think it's brilliant. Like, it's, now I want to see him do that at DDT, I think. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> so we can get that going. We, we, should, we should start an online petition. Yeah. Let's get Kerry Dante had a match with DDT. a sex doll, so... <laughs> Didn't who was it? I had a match with a nine-year-old girl. Was that Abushi as well? No, that was Omega. Kenny. Omega. Kenny. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. I think she was. I think okay. she was seven as well. Yeah. yeah. I think. I love how that makes it slightly better or worse. Oh yeah, seven. <laughs> she weren't nine. Well, both of them annoy Jim Cornette and therefore Dan Lambert. Well, Re- Riho started when she was nine, <laughs> so she's she's on the you know she's on uh, track to have wrestled in the most decades by the time she retires. To be fair, I would believe that she is nine now. <laughs> she's tiny she's getting yeeted around by Nightmare what is she doing to that child yeah. what are you doing what, what is this child? weird lady man doing to the kid uh, <laughs> oh fucking hell next we have our big two awards now the first being female wrestler of the year so the last year's winner was Hikaru Shida, wasn't it? And I, I vehemently disagreed and said we had to reform the voting system because it should have been Thunder Rosa. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it should have been Brandy. So, sounds sounds or, like the democracy back it. then. Uh, democra- <laughs> yeah. Democracy back then. Thirty three in Germany sounds familiar to me. Yeah. No, I, you I, should I like, change I like... it because everything else better. <laughs> well, the nominees are Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, Chris Statlander, Serena Deeb, Ty Conti, and Thunder Rosa. Getting a second chance after last year. What do we think of those nominees? Anyone, any any glaring emissions? Uh, no, I don't think I so. Mean, Hikaru Shida doesn't deserve to be in this year, does she? Because they just—I don't no. know what they've done with her. Like she's not—they've not been shown on TV until they brought her on to celebrate a 50th win and then took it away from her. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Yeah. And she got hit on the head by Serena D. It's hilarious, <laughs> to be fair. And the winner is. 
Of course, it's Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Yeah, she's been great this year. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Like, overall, overall, she's deserving it. Like, in-ring-wise, not, maybe, uh, compared to Thunder Rosa or Serena Deep, but her mic work and character work is uh, off the chart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Thunder. it's brilliant to see how much she's progressed when you go back and watch the older AEW shows when they were trying to present her as a babyface. Compared mm-hmm. to just how she is now, it's like night and day. It's brilliant. I do agree. I think if you're going just like pound for pound on wrestling, for me, Deeb slightly edges Rosa, but it's very, very minimal between the two. Uh, while I have you, Molly, uh, who do you think should have won Female Wrestler of the Year without knowing the nominees? Uh, right, Molly Brit Baker. Brit as well. Yeah. <laughs> of course, you picked Brit. Yeah. Well, you know, it's the year of Brit. And to be fair, you know, critics of AEW would say that's because she's the only one they've really built as a star. But you know, she's a champ. They've got a, you know, do you know what I mean? They've got they're building, they're rebuilding really a, a division around her. They have to have a you know a cornerstone for that because the division was, let's face it, shit. Yes. Um, so. I mean, at the end of last year the division was sort of dead I don't know it felt yeah. really bad like, cause really the, bad because you had NWA women's matches on the shows that were way better and were you were way more invested in so I wanna, also want to come back to what Liam said about how when you look at how she used to be she was our most improved last year for a reason because end of 2019 beginning of 2020 her promos were so awkward the way she was um, you know I, I remember she was on the Jericho Cruise and cut a really it was that it was that promo that made Tony Schiavone say, say the promo that made that made that Tony Schiavone gif where he like mouths what the fuck like Tom DeLonge in the Blink-182 first date video <laughs> like um, he's yeah. like what the fuck like, yeah when she's like you were in Starbucks you were in yeah, Starbucks you work at Starbucks <laughs> yeah <laughs> what the fuck she like repeated it but um, I also remember when she first went as a heel I really had trouble believing it that she really built on it like it was it I think it was the, you know? I think the turning point was the Whataburger promo when she oh, told good. people about the Whataburger, their Whataburger smiles because <laughs> I remember big fat Whataburger smiles she knocked out you know my favourite's uh, teeth she knocked out Yuka's teeth she did <laughs> and I was like well who cares and I love she, she Yuka <laughs> she still got them like Millhouse uh, Marge with Millhouse's teeth in the, in the Simpsons <laughs> hey Britt can I have my teeth back no <laughs> you have my teeth um, James uh, do you agree yes. you, you were yeah. yes yes mm-hmm. sir J- Britt Baker yeah yeah Britt Baker good <laughs> Great Thanks, cheers, cheers, cheers Jeff Thanks <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> help James uh, No um, I mean For you I don't think anyone's gonna uh, g- uh, You know Come above a Joshi um, As your female wrestler of the year When looking at all promotions are they Particularly Maki Ito And maybe Mesa Ruga Who's yeah. your Joshi of the year James Oh yeah who's the Joshi uh, This it's a really hard I mean that technically means woman of the year so I'd say the green <laughs> the green one is Joshi of the year because the other ones are just fake mine's Hillary Clinton I'd have to go with Maki Maki is definitely Very I agree with you. the I only one I, I know probably I don't think he's just simping either because she has had a great year with winning the Cinderella Cup so an um, annoying uh, you know annoying Jim Connor I mean he's wrong it's me Yamashita but you know I can see why you'd mm. say Maki <laughs> <laughs> it's a good point. It's a good point. 
I mean, next they, they might just be saying syllables. <laughs> <laughs> you all need to diversify. You're narrow-minded. You're ignorant. Um, no, that's true. Ignorant. I speak Korean. Ignorant. I just don't speak just Japanese. Ignorant. That's all. <laughs> next up is well, okay, Hugh. So introduce male wrestler of the year in Korean. Uh, uh oh god, non non I no idea what wrestler is, so I'm gonna say wrestler. <laughs> Sounds Japanese to me. In yeah, <laughs> it's, it's kind of a problem because the verb comes at the end. <laughs> it's it's like I'm watching Squid Game with the subtitles off. Yeah, my um, It's it's male wrestler of the year or whatever you just said. Kadame namda wrestler no salam. Yes, what he said. And the nominees are Eddie King. Eddie Kingston, Jungle Boy, Kenny Omega, and Hangman Adam Page. What do we think of that? Let's talk about those for a minute before we reveal the, the winner. What do we think of that? I think I know who it's going to be. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Same. It's a great lineup again. It's a great lineup. Yeah. yeah. Um, like I said, I think it's testament to Jungle Boy, the fact that, you know, like I said, I think he is one of the top five wrestlers, and I think it's kind of reflective of that. He's had a great year. He's just so good. He's just so smooth. Um, Eddie Kingston. What do we think about Eddie Kingston making the top? I mean... Oh, he's had a he's yeah. had a really good year um, again. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's had a really good. I um, mean, I'm surprised he's there, but he, like you say, he's had a really good year. So, uh, so is he, mate. <laughs> he's yeah, he's, he's honoured. <laughs> um, <laughs> and obviously, Kenny Omega and Heyman Page. Yeah, they've got us. For this um, last year's winner was Hangman Adam Page. Let's see if he repeats the feat this year. And the winner is it's Hangman Adam Page again. Yeah, of course it is. Come on. He <laughs> had a better year this year than last year. Yeah. <laughs> I will open last by year saying to this year. I will open by saying. What the fuck does Kenny Omega have to do for you people to give him this award? <laughs> like, I love he's, Kenny Omega. He's my the favorite wrestler, falling, like, like the, not of all time, but uh, number two, so. <laughs> the guy's falling up, was really good. I would the have given him falling this award. apart, the seams. <laughs> I would have given him this award in 2019. Mm. <laughs> to be fair, yeah, to be fair, I think last year was last year I feel like I don't know I feel like last year we kind of preempted this year because I think we just really got into this storyline of Hangman Page's rise to rise to the top that was already already in motion last year do you know what I mean so we voted him voted him as uh, our best wrestler last year and for this year um, so yeah still only one still only one king of WNK is Hangman Adam Page who's, who's won the award two years running so king of the wankers <laughs> king of the wankers yeah <laughs> No, I mean, I, I, I think it probably was Kenny, but... How did, I, Ken, I, how did Kenny do on the votes? Uh, second. Dead, yeah, dead, like a very dead, close second, I'm sure. <laughs> dead tie in the first round, 2-1 um, mm. two, two, in the second, so... Yeah, there you go, yeah. I mean, mm. Kenny's brilliant, and he's had a great year too, so... We want the exact order. It was uh, Hangman Page first, Kenny Omega second, Jungle Boy third, and Eddie Kingston fourth. So. Uh, that's fine. Like it would have been in a race, because Eddie Kingston's the fattest. 
I mean, like that's funny because he hasn't. Yeah, he's not got a wrestling bod, but he's just he's really like you said. He's had a fantastic year. He's a great brawler. He's um, nominated for a lot of awards in this, and ah, he's got yeah. more of a wrestling bod than I do. Yeah, <laughs> it's a low bar. Yeah, I know. But... <laughs> right. So what? Um... Yeah, yeah. What's going what's on? Everyone's, what's going on? <laughs> what do we do now? What's We're everyone's What's everyone's predictions uh, for 2020? Too. I mean, uh, you know, what's going to happen? What What will the awards look like next year? I mean, I think it's a given. I think we can probably announce the 2022 Rookie of the Year already as Hook. No. Mm. Ooh, probably. Probably. <laughs> just, might as well just give the award right now. Honestly. You don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> I will, I will tell you all what's going to happen. What's going to happen? 2022 is going to be the redemption year of Luther. He is going to win the rest of the year next year. Yeah, I, yeah. I just... I just really want to see a Luther Hangman Page match now because Luther is, you know, they're both the two-time winner of uh, Worst Wrestler of the Year and two-time winner of Best Wrestler of the Year. So where's that match, you know? <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking... Uh... I'm calling it now. Orange Cassidy's going to go back to his old gimmick where he wore Adidas tracksuits and was really angry. Which is like he's like going to go further back when he was an ant in the yeah, colony for Shikara. No, and <laughs> yeah. green ant or worse. He's going to be brilliant. He's going to come back and he's going to kill it. Be world champ in a year. <laughs> what are people's serious predictions? Um, let's just start with start with Patrick. Cool. So, <clears throat> serious prediction is that either or both Jungle Boy and MJF will hold a title, probably the TNT title. Yeah. Um, the world title. Yeah, that, that's something I cannot predict, but I'd, I'd like to actually see, although I love a uh, hangman, but that he loses it to Brian Danielson in the next match already or so, maybe. Oh, and no, it's too short. It would be yeah, but then, but then getting him back into it you know like like making win or i don't know like just come up with a good story about this just don't do the typical standard baby face now he's champion and just title defense thing because it's it's always harder to have a baby face champion over uh, a long span of time that's always harder to to do and then they really need to come up with something good which uh, yeah especially wwe wasn't able for years to keep him at the top with it because he deserves to be there and uh, yeah i'm also now like another point is the women's division i really hope that this will evolve more in 2022 that they will put a little more effort into it like i mean this year i started good off with a japanese tournament and then it kind of like like drifted uh, drifted away drifted away and then was back to one match again uh, on every dynamite i've so. been seeing like two recently but um uh, ember moon tony storm one or both of them sign in 2022 yes please <laughs> yeah. do, you think, do, you think it's, do you think it's going to happen rather than do you want it's going to happen do you think it's uh, going to happen I, I, I can imagine both of them fitting on the roster yeah mm-hmm. so and what else are they doing <laughs> whatever else are you going to go <laughs> well um, I mean no Impact's got a good women's division so they could go true. Impact but, oh, they're too good for Impact yeah well there you go <laughs> where do they go um, <laughs> predictions 2022 predictions Liam uh, well, as for the main title, I think that we'll end the uh, we'll end twenty twenty two with a heel CM Punk as champion. Ooh, I mean, Which, sorry, uh, sorry to jump in here, but you're bringing up a good point. Yeah, I want fine. to see uh, uh, CM Punk as a character 
in next year not just like right now he's just doing his uh, a return tour whatever yeah. still so i want to see him like form a character like brian danielson does already that's what i think they'll do i think he'll win the belt as a baby face and then the next night he'll turn heel or he'll do something like that um that's what i think they'll go about it tnt i think uh wait is everyone here what's dying right yeah. yes but james hasn't but no I haven't you are able to review. watch it live without like being completely hung over from lack of sleep. <laughs> it's it's so, always Joshy Pro so, for this guy. <laughs> right, can so. I talk about yes? Can I talk about yesterday's show? Yeah, quickly? go for it. It's just basically as you know, they were teasing that if Borglow wins TNT battle, he has to surrender it to MJF. So I think they'll they wouldn't have said that unless they have something in the works with MJF having a belt or Warglow having a belt or something along that. So I could see one of them definitely being TNT champion as well. But I do think Jungle Boy will probably end up with a belt sooner rather than later as well. Uh, Tag, I'd love to see the acclaimed because everybody loves the acclaimed. But I, I just think it'll probably end up being the Unbox again or Lucha Bros or... I've got, I've got FTR, you know, the AEW's tag division is that stacked. You can give it to any team and it's justified. Women's, yeah. uh, I can see Thunder taking it off Brit next year. Mm. Probably in another lights out match or something, but I do see Ember Moon, Tony Storm. They're both, they'd both add a lot of value to AEW's women's division, so I think they'd both help out massively. But it wouldn't shock me if any of them went to Impact either. And I don't know why, but I've just got this very, very big gut feeling that Shayna Baszler being AW by the end of next year as well. That's a, that's a hot take. Big that is a hot take. Yes. James, any 2022 predictions from you? Mark is all... coming. Mackie's coming back. Mackie's coming back. She was so over, and it's mad to me that they, mm-hmm. you know... You know, but they do... The problem is they do do these short excursions. It's like, when are they coming? But, you know, like they did with Mace Aruga. Yeah. Well, I mean, Emi Sakura is still there. Emi yeah, Sakura, yeah. She moved to yeah. the US extra. She moved to yes. Do you think they're going to... Yeah. And Lulu Pencil as well. So you think... Uh, Lulu is back in Japan. Oh, is she? But yeah. Emi Sakura is... Uh, so Emi, she's you, you would know this. She's made a full-time move there, is she? She like lives mm-hmm. there now. So you would think we would start seeing her more on... But she's kind of like the Queen of Dark, isn't she, at the moment? I think people even call yeah. her that. So... You'd, you'd expect to see her on Dynamite at some point, given the fact mm-hmm. she's made the commitment to move there. But then again, so did Hikaru Shida, and where the fuck has she been this year? So, <laughs> apparently relocating across the fucking globe means absolutely shit all in the women's <laughs> division. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'd like to see Makita come back, especially if we're doing Forbidden Door stuff and COVID stuff starts opening up more. Uh, Hugh. 2022 uh, predictions. Yeah, 2022. Uh, I think Liam's right. I think... There's gonna be definitely some kind of uh, split between uh, between uh, a uh, MJF and uh, Wardlow, and I think it is gonna relate to the TNT title. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's like Wardlow is a contender or maybe even a holder next year. But I don't know. But I would say yeah, I'm happy to predict they fight for it in some way. <laughs> I've got a hot take for you when it when it comes to that. Uh, I'm predicting that Danhausen will be involved in that feud. I'm predicting Danhausen. I'm predicting Danhausen's definitely getting signed, right? And he's got this pre-existing beef with him. He's got this hilarious pre-existing beef with MGF where he winds up MGF. (laughs) <laughs> um, to just to spite MJF after after um, after that shit goes down, uh, yeah. I, I would just love to see that. 
Yeah, so we'll, we'll champ. I, I, yeah, I think Hangman's keeping it for a while, but I, I wouldn't say he's necessarily keeping it until next year, like this time next year. Uh, I uh, think with the tag champs, I want the Lucha Brothers to keep it forever, but that's really anyone's game right now because the tag team division is fantastic. But the Lucha Brothers are still, as far as I'm concerned, the best tag team they have. Uh, but the Young Bucks are also quite good. Jurassic Express, fantastic. Uh, there's there's a lot of great great tag teams, like like Liam said. Uh, but I don't think Lucha Bros are giving it up anytime soon. But again, I, I could imagine them lo- losing it by like March 2022. Maybe even back to the Young Bucks or something like that. You know. I think I think MJF takes the big one from Hangman. You think so? Mm. Yeah, it's got to be a heel. I don't think it's going to be Danielson. Um, yeah, I could picture. I, I'm that. not. I'm not entirely sure Danielson wants it, and I think if stuff opens back up in in uh, Japan, I can if if that does open yeah, back up. You've got to, got to imagine for the G1, we've got until like autumn, you know. Yeah. So anything anything could happen. We can't predict that far ahead. So if it does, I think I think Danielson's going in the G1. I think that's something he wants. He and that was the whole reason Danielson picked signing with AEW over WWE yes. because yeah, AEW yeah, yeah. are going to let him do stuff like that so of course he's going to be in the G1 at some point um, I can also and, imagine uh, Danielson going for United States Championship in, in JPW yeah. I'm not saying it will happen but it's it's worth a punt it's at least worth a couple of matches right yeah. but I think <laughs> yeah. I think what with I think if if Dan, if uh, Hangman has a long reign um, as all the reigns have been so far all the reigns yeah. have been give or take a year yeah, yeah. then um, then that's plenty of time for MGF to run a program of Wardlow and then once that finishes be able to go into a world, world title that's program because yeah. um, you know also I mean the obvious thing to call right now is the final of TBS is coming up that bit show I mean yeah the, the bit show hasn't uh, it been I feel like it's been obvious from the beginning that's because yeah. Jay Cargill and I knew I knew Rosa wasn't yeah. winning that match purely because Rosa's going to go for the big belt Rosa's going to go for I'm actually going to put it on the line I'm going to call it for Ruby but just because I want her to I actually yeah, think it's much more two, but I think it's much more likely that Cargill gets it better, better to start uh, off a title know. with a heel to be honest yeah, and I, I love Jade yeah. I've actually, ever since her match with Red Velvet earlier this year I've been a big supporter of Jade so yeah what do, and, what do people think of her singles match because I've said I've said to people a lot um, you know in anticipation of this match the um, the Cargill Rosa match that all her matches thus far all her matches all her singles matches have been squash matches so there is mm-hmm. really no gauge on how good she is like there was no I people people like do you like Jay Cargo like I have no fucking idea like I've never really seen her properly wrestle I mean no, um, you're right that, and like, so, in a way yeah and so her match with Rosa was really the first view we got of her like properly doing a 10 minute match kind and of thing and it was a great match but like and I was going to ask what to go to think Rosa. Some yeah. of that has to go to Rosa obviously who's a really great wrestler uh, like, I mean I really like that much. We just watched him in Patrick, but we 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 enjoyed it. But uh, I do think that like you're right in a way. The way they've built her, Jade, this is is sort of like old school NWA style mm. of being like, well, we'll just bring some people in and she'll beat them for a bit, <laughs> you know, so, you know, like, which is you know that's, that's literally how they built people in the '80s and it it worked. But is it is it great wrestling for? annoying internet geeks like us who knows well, that, I'm, not sure. I'm not sure it really caters to the AEW demographic of no. you know neckbirds like us but yeah um, but, but like I also do genuinely think uh, 
for a long time with Jade Cargill, and I know many of us, I know Patrick did for sure, agreed on this, is they, they, they kept having these promos with Jade Cargill and she never did anything. Mm, and they kept yeah. having, she never yeah, did anything. Yeah. Then they have this match with her and Red Velvet, who I'd also rarely seen do anything. And I went, oh, this is this is actually a good match. Yeah, because we were expecting the WWE <laughs> yeah. shit that's happening all the to time. Be, to be fair, at the time, because we, we did talk about it on the podcast and followed it, because uh, I was on that one, I was like, I think I gave it match of the night, but I also said at the time, but also because I wasn't expecting much from a match with Shaq versus Cody. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I wasn't expecting a lot from that match. So maybe I gave it a bit more. But I think that was a good match. I think this one with uh, Thunder Rose is a good match. I love uh, Red Velvet, as you know, but I also do really like Jade. And I think they have made a look kind of like that bitch <laughs> I, you know they made her kind of annoying I, the thing I don't really like is the promos with her lawyer yeah. <laughs> smart, I, smart Mark Sterling yeah. I did like when he I did like when he dipped in to give legal advice to MGF though oh yeah that was fantastic like, was, I, I couldn't stop laughing really disappeared and then got and then got dismissed and then got dismissed he's like okay <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah um, like, I don't necessarily dislike Smart Mark Sterling get out but, like <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 I do get a bit sick of constant promos from her, but I think she's a. I really I like a lot of what she's done this year. So I'm still not sold on her, and I can't wait for Emma Moon to sign so people stop thinking I hate black women because I don't like. I don't like. I don't like. I don't rate Brandy. I don't rate Jade, and I don't rate you know Red Velvet. Or well, I, do, I. I. You know. I think she's got a good work rate, but I think she's very, very, very green. How and did you feel about Swole before she left? Um. See, this is the thing. This is the funny thing. I actually quite like Swole, but a lot of people didn't. If you go on Cage uh, Match, she's I, got I, like a she's got like a three out of ten or something on Cage Match. Every time she came in, I'd be like, "Hey, Patrick, I love Swole." <laughs> and he'd be like, "Yeah, I know, bro. I love Big Swole. I mean, mm. obviously, she doesn't wrestle for AEW anymore, uh, but like, uh, I but always she's, loved she's her. She's quite low rated, but I actually actually quite liked her. So. Yeah, I thought she was but then great. She, but then she left, and I looked like yeah. a sex, sexist racist again. So. Uh, you piece of shit. <laughs> so bring in Ember Moon because I fucking bring, love Ember Moon. You love Ember Moon. So. <laughs> um, and bring yeah. in Shayna Baszler because what race is she? No one knows, so it's fine. Um, and she's a lesbian. And she's a lesbian. So <laughs> we're, we're ticking all the boxes. Minorities, um, minorities. Well, do you like Layla? Her? She's a lesbian too. So is she? Yeah. Yeah. Aww. Legit. Layla's gay. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love Layla. She's fantastic. Yeah. Layla. She's brilliant. Uh, she is white though. She's super white. <laughs> <laughs> she's Russian. Wait, she's no, Russian. She's Slavic. She's Slavic. Slav. So, yeah. So, yeah, so exactly. Hitler would have hated her. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I think we've been off topic here. Um, <laughs> Well, it was lovely to be joined by all of you for our yeah. New Year's party. It was quite a somber party because I was drinking and Hugh's sipping on wine, mm -hmm. but Jack was going to get absolutely smashed and we we're all going to laugh at him, but he, he bailed. <laughs> I wanted we to hear Jack's predictions. Anyways. Jack's predictions would have been brilliant. What, what do you say, James? We can laugh at Jack anyways. Yeah. Yes, we can. Yes, well, we can. Uh, we, <laughs> let's let's, let's uh, tell our funniest Jack story. Oh, Jack, you, but, uh, no, Jack, you big tall ginger prick. Uh. Yes, <laughs> he is a big tall ginger prick. Liam, you, I'm sure you've got a funny Jack story. Funny Jack story. He's going to be editing uh, this and just crying. Right, <laughs> can't wait for him to edit all this there's so many. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll give you two because it's Jack. The first one, we was all at the pub watching the football and Jack was off to go see Ariana Grande with his girlfriend. Classic like, even Jack. Even the funny part here. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Ariana, Ariana so Grande's he, great. Uh, he goes to pick her up and then walk, her to, walk uh, him 
think it was him. Yeah, it was just him and Georgina. Um, they were walking to the pub. And my friend just looks at Georgina and says, hello, Frodo, because she's on the shorter side. Very, and yeah. with how what Jack's face was like, it just looked like he just wanted to die there and then. He was just so embarrassed and just so <laughs> awkward. But the thing, the thing that made it so funny, he didn't have the bollocks to say anything to my friend. <laughs> we just stood there glaring at him for like 20 minutes until he eventually fucked off. And Excellent. <laughs> the other time... And the other time it's going to be, uh, the other time it's probably a one at a download festival, which I think I've told Tom this story before, but yeah. I'll just air it out on I Spotify think I've for the world to see. Yeah. Uh, so to cut a long story short, uh, if any of you have ever watched It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. they, they play this game where after every drink they'll put like a line on like a white t-shirt. And then we'll see like who has the most tallies for beat bogs. Yeah, beat bogs. Yeah, that's it. And they were doing that, and the, the rule was it's only like you know cans of beer. Basically, you don't do spirits. You try to pace yourself rather than just getting blackout drunk, because you were marking it per can that you finished. So if you were doing spirits, you'd have nothing to measure off. So Jack, being Jack, decides to drink vodka at eight in the morning. <laughs> and then it's about 11, 12 p.m. at this point, um, 12 a.m. at this point. I'm off to the festival to go see a bunch of bands and just catch up with some other friends I know that are going. And I get a text off VJ around three o'clock. Keep in mind, there's no signal at the festival because there's 100,000 people there. And it's like, where are you? I need help looking after Jack. And I, of course, I didn't see this because I was going to watch NXT UK at the time. I didn't see and this. NXT, yeah, NXT, yeah, download festival. Uh, yeah, uh, and I is. got to watch. I got to watch Imperium versus another team that I can't remember, but I got to see both first. That was brilliant. Did you see and, Tony Storm up close with what? How you crush on her? Because that was back. Uh, when she was back in NXT UK at the time, wasn't she? I believe. I think if I did, the entirety of that tank would have been covered in a sticky white liquid. <laughs> but, uh, he, he, he says sat next to his girlfriend. <laughs> yes, I, I say sat next to my girlfriend, who I love very, very much. But back to, yes, I do love Volta. Volta. As well. <laughs> <laughs> but, a Patrick but, word. Yes, um, mm-hmm. ah, it's uh, true. Back, back to back to my point, and then I walk out of the tank, and I just see my friend who's an Indian at a metal festival, so it stands out like a sore thumb, so it's easy to find him. This is this VJ? Yeah. Yes, it's VJ. He's a lovely Shout guy. Out. And he, he just looks incredibly pissed off. And I just walk, walk up to him and I say, what's the matter? He says, Jack. And then, <laughs> and then Jack. I just look and I see Jack sat uh, on this random fold-out chair but we don't know who it belongs to and then the eventual owners of the chair come up to us to say why are you sat in our chair i point at jack who's visibly dying at this point trying to make himself grow up and they're like oh okay he can have the chair and then after five ten minutes and then after five ten minutes he just thought oh, apparently apparently i'm shouting but um after like five minutes uh some medic comes up to us and says, I've seen your friend look like he's going to pass out. Do you need assistance? And Jack was like, no, no, I'll be fine. And me, BJ, and my other friend, Dan, we was all like, no, you need to go to the welfare Take him off our hands. Yeah, and Jack was like, no, I'll be fine. And in the end, we convinced him to go to the welfare tent. And then he started crying to the nurse. He also made friends with this random person and ended up watching... 
Trivium. Yeah, Sky Surfing. We ended up watching Trivium with them. And then I bumped into him after to watch another band. I can't remember who it was. And he was <laughs> right as rain. And you genuinely yeah. think the whole thing never happened. There's nice. some yeah. pictures as well. Liam, which, you just made can... Jack sound really cool. I think this is the bit he told me that you missed out of the story is the fact that he was crying in the welfare tent. Not for... Not because... He was anything that upset him, but he was apparently he was crying, and then they asked him, "Why are you crying?" He was like, "I'm just so drunk." <laughs> <laughs> was crying just because he was drunk. <laughs> so drunk. I mean, uh, what, might, what it might be worth doing if I can get the pictures from that day, it might be worth us uploading them to the WANK socials for content. <laughs> Think so. Think so. Yeah, because with his consent, I'll see what of course. I can do tomorrow. Also, we all know no, his no, predictions no, 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 would no, have been no, terrible. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yes, there are plenty more Jack stories. I have a lot of them, but well, we'll save them for another. To be fair, we'll save, yeah, we'll save, we'll save, we'll save them for the next time he no shows. Um, all right. So it's been lovely having you all. It's been yeah. lovely yeah. seeing lovely all your fa- faces and James's lovely jumper. Yeah, he looks That's great. Jumper. We call it jumper. We call it jumper. Is in the UK. That's what we call sweaters. Jumper. Anyway, <laughs> seemingly confused. In America, it means someone who's trying to commit suicide. I think. Yeah, I was uh, going to say. James's jumpers. But there's just... also the one, like the jumpers are the things that also have pants attached to them for us. No jumpsuits. Those are. Oh, but you <laughs> sure them jumpers. Jump. You sure jumpers sometimes. So that's weird. That's, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I think you're wrong. <laughs> bunch of bunch of prisoners wearing jumpers. I, I make absolutely yes. no acceptances for linguistic differences, and you're incorrect. <laughs> but yeah, lovely having you all, and um, we'll yeah. see you all next year. Yeah, I'm happy sure new everyone, year. everyone here, happy new year. Everyone here will appear on the uh, podcast at some point in the new year. I'm sure. I hope so. Yes, please. So, and if they don't, they might appear on the Western Bias podcast. <laughs> So happy New Year and happy goodbye from WMA. Everyone have a good 2022. Forgot for the sake of all exile